to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. I mean, I feel like we're a pretty polite place to live, all things considered. Not based on this show. Well, who's the rude one on this show? I try to go out of my way when you're like, man, this guy sucks, he's dumb. I'm like, well, maybe not. And you're like, man, dumb. Yeah. How's that working out for you, by the way? Terrible. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five-minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! Shavaka do. You want to sack? The guy is drunk! Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Wednesday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. Oh, we got a big program today. Huge program. I don't know why it's 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 a it's, it's ridiculous. A decent sized show. We only have one thing scheduled. We only one thing? Well one oh right, of sort course. Sort of benchmark segment. I see. We have on campus at four forty eight. Perhaps I don't know this for sure. Mm-hmm. Perhaps Jeff Rimmer will stop in. Wow, he, that's a well because he told me yesterday. Thing. If I've got nothing to do, I'm coming and hijacking the show. Okay, so that could happen at any time. Well, I would be excited to see Rimmer. I have uh, not seen him in a long time. It's been a while since uh, the season ended. Much has changed with our Columbus Blue Jackets. It's been since such last a long spoke. time since I've seen him too. <laughs> you wish it was a long time. You saw him last night. Thanks for the invite, by the way. I had. Uh, what are you talking about? Thanks for the invite. We every time he comes back into town, yeah, the two of us get together for dinner. Right? It's so, not a threesome. So, so no invite is it's my a, point. It's a twosome. What do you mean it's twosome? Who says? Why can't we, it be a threesome? No, I talk to we, him all the time. There's here too. plenty of time for that. You can come. Uh-huh. First of all, what are you inviting yourself to? Think I'm about not, that for a second. I'm doing a you, which is I actually don't have any desire to go sit with all the right. two of you at a restaurant. And hear all of that, but it would be nice to be invited so I could turn it down. All right. Next time you're invited. Thank you. That's all I wanted. Just to have the invite. Be a and part will of, you I, turn it down? I will turn down a threesome with you and Jeff Rimmer. Yes. Okay. Keep that, Ted. Just go ahead and save that. Cut it up. Rimmer may join us at some point. Who the hell knows? Uh, Monday Night Football starts out with a ratings win. Oh, I saw these television numbers today. Uh, the game between the Broncos and the Seahawks was ESPN's most-watched Monday Night Football game since 2009, and its third-best regular season game since taking over the time slot from ABC in 2006. Now, they're combining all of their properties here that had the game on. ESPN, was it on ABC? They're saying ABC here. Okay. Was it uh, on I, ABC? I got to tell you, I don't know what I watched it on, because... Here's what here's how it works. Like I have YouTube TV, just full disclosure. And the way it works on there is it just says football game, Monday Night Football. And it shows me the game. And I just click on it. Yeah. And then wherever that is, that's where it takes me. Well, so whatever. I actually They're don't even know what ABC I watched it here. On. ESPN ABC, ESPN two, which is the Manning cast, ESPN Plus, and ESPN Deportes. Okay. When you combine all of those things, it's nineteen point eight million viewers turned in for the game. The only two regular season games to see more viewers were both in 2009 with 21.8 million tuning in for the Vikings and Packers, which was Brett Favre's return to Green Bay. Mm. He stole some money there, too. <laughs> and 21.4 million watching the Saints face the Patriots. 
So, with all that being said, lots of people watch the game. Pretty good. On Monday night. Pretty good returns. I would say that's... Uh, I mean, I, I don't blame them for including all those numbers, by the way, because if you had the game just on ABC, like it was back in the day, probably most people are tuning into it that way, right? I mean, the reality is people watch TV in very different formats. And if I'm a Spanish-language speaker primarily and you give me a Spanish-language broadcast on ESPN Deportes, I'm going to watch that, right? If, you, if you're if you someone who lives on your phone or tablet and barely ever turns on a television, you're probably going to be more likely to check it out on ESPN Plus or, you know, whatever you had it on on your app. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't blame them for including all the different platforms and then saying that's the number. That's, that makes sense to me. Looks like the Manning cast was a hit, too. That was on ESPN2. It got 1.5 million viewers, which is an 86% increase from last year's week one. No, that that is interesting. I was wondering how the Manning cast, and I still am curious to see how it will do in year two. Right? We're only well, on so year far, two of that. Yeah, so far they're off to a good start. Yeah, and I, th- I think that as... Like most things, right? The first one is always going to be a big deal. It's surely, I think there were a lot of people who probably checked in on this game, too, to hear the official debut. As much as I know it's about the game, but you don't think Buck and Aikman had something to do with that? I think they did. Monday Night Football, first time those two have actually officially appeared on it. I think probably a few people initially tuned in to see that. And it's a good storyline with Russell Wilson going back it to is, Seattle. It is a good storyline, and Monday Night Football is going to get better games. But I saw somebody write this today. I forget where I saw it. The Athletic someplace. And I agree. Yes, if it's a dog game, nothing's going to save it. But when you tune in, just hearing certain voices alerts you that it's a big game. That is correct. And that's what Monday Night Football has now. I'm sorry. And it has nothing. Yes, it, I shouldn't say it has nothing to do with experience because it does. Joe Buck's been calling NFL games for a long time. Troy Aikman's now been calling NFL games for a long time. A lot of people don't remember him playing at all. Right. A lot of people right. just remember him as a broadcaster. When you turn on a game and you hear Steve Levy, you don't get that same sense that this is a game I can't miss. Yeah, I, I, it's the same thing with Notre Dame being on NBC with Collinsworth's kid. Oh my God, that, so, that sounds like student television. It was bad, right? But imagine, I'm not saying that he would even want to do the job. I'm not saying that I don't know what he would be like at this stage in life. But if instead of hearing Jack Collinsworth calling a Notre Dame game, when you flipped on that Notre Dame Marshall game this past week, if you had heard the voice of Brent Musburger saying, you are looking live, like... Even if you don't like Brent Musburger, you would say, well, Brent Musburger, like he's he's been a big deal broadcaster for a long yeah. time. Certain voices just add something to it. Maybe down the road, 20 years from now, Jack Collinsworth will turn into that. I have my doubts. But even Gus Johnson, there's lots of people who don't like Gus Johnson. You hear Gus Johnson going, ha ha, like, you know, this is a bigger game. They're putting Gus on the bigger college football games. Same thing when you hear Aikman and Buck doing an NFL game, you presume it's either an NFC East game or it's a big game. Uh, breaking news, ratings just good everywhere for football. Yeah, College football setting ratings records. I saw the Steelers and the Bengals game was setting ratings record. It was CBS's most watched week one regional game window. That's a lot of gobbledygook. But what does that mean? I don't know. CBS's most watched week one regional game window since 1998 when the NFL returned to the network. Okay. They averaged for that game 17.387 million viewers, which was 21% more than last year. Well, 
all I need to know is 21% up, right? 21% up, yeah. That's big. That's, and that's a big 17. deal anywhere. 17.3 million viewers. For comparison, you know, regular season-wise, Ohio State-Michigan was the highest-rated college football game last year, and they got just over 15 million. And that's a huge number. It's a big number. This is but- a week one, one of 17, you know, yeah. Bengals and Stillers, and they're getting 17 million and change. Well, and like you said, that was one of the games on in a window of time in a part of the country. Correct. That is not the only game that people would watch in the NFL. If you add up how many different games there were across the board, I I can't imagine what the numbers are for all that. I mean, it's it's mind-boggling how powerful still the NFL is. And doesn't look like that's changing anytime soon. But I remember, you know... <laughs> few years ago there's this has been happening for what it's worth on both sides of of any spectrum you want to look at right but there were people who said oh the nfl doing this doing that i'm not watching anymore how's that going for you right we said it at the time at the time yeah you're all full of crap right and i'm saying as much as maybe there are problems people have with the nfl on some level or another i mean certainly you've heard me rail about how i think it's pretty shameful that not just the Browns, but other teams wanted to hire Deshaun Watson. I'm not a big fan of all that, but did the Brown, are the Browns going to do big numbers when he comes back to play? You're damn right. They will. Will that, will that first game or his first few games draw big numbers from people who are just curious around the league to say, I want to see what he's going to do. Yeah. It's going to draw big numbers. I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch it too, because that's, that's what we do here is we watch these games to try to break them down. But at the end of the day, whether you have a problem with the NFL or not, whether you think everything the NFL does is right or not, people watch it. You're probably watching. Yeah, and a lot of people who have a problem with it are also watching it. So, like, I am I mean, again, how many times have you seen Dave Portnoy talk about it from Barstool, how much he hates Roger Goodell? He's Is he going to stop watching it? No. Everybody there is watching it, talking about it, adding to it. They don't like Roger Goodell, but they're not going to stop watching it. I am curious to see what type of number Amazon gets tomorrow i mean this is sort of a, a test sure it is you know they're paying a ton of money for this it's just, you go to amazon right now just amazon.com there's a countdown to the game so they are promoting the hell out of this you know i get the twitter personalized ads mm-hmm. and i've i've gotten an ad every day this week telling me the game is on thursday night they are rolling out the red carpet for this they have spent a ton of money with the nfl they've spent a ton of money with advertising this and they are charging advertisers a ton of money they are advertising spots based on 15 million people tuning in for this game. I don't think we're going to see anywhere near that number. It is significant because it is the first time a streaming service like this has allowed an outside entity to rate them. You know, what did I just see? It was uh, Bruce Lee, House of the Rising Dragon. What's the What's the show? House of Dragons? House of Dragons, not Bruce Lee. But I think of Bruce Lee... For a second, I thought, did I miss there was a new Bruce Lee? Yes, no, right. No, but okay, I've seen all the yeah. stories. Like, it's the, most, Max, yeah. it's the most watched thing ever. Nine trillion people okay. saw the premiere. And it's like, well, where'd you get that number? HBO told us. Well, right. right yeah. well, and that, that's fine. That's their business model. So far, Netflix, HBO, Amazon, they've been very successful charging people a fee and then telling people how much they love what they watch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But now you have an outside entity saying, well, you could say this is a smashing success, but the numbers here say four million people watched. And if that's the case, that's a disaster. Yeah, I, I don't. I wonder if the NFL, as much as I tend to think it is, it, it's shown no matter what you do to the NFL 
or what you try to say about, well, I don't know if I'm going to watch it because of this reason or that reason. You put a game on Tuesday at noon. I feel like it gets 10 plus million people watching. We'll, it, we'll see. Right? This is the test case. And, and this is, but this is as close as you're ever going to, they're never going to put a game, by the way, at Tuesday at 10 o'clock at, you know, Tuesday at noon. They're not going to do that. But putting it on streaming is about as close to that as you're going to get for, for a lot of people. There are a lot of NFL fans who are casual fans, casual watchers of the game who say, Oh, this is going to be a big hurdle to get over, or I might have to pay something to watch this game now for the first time ever. I don't know if I'm willing to do that beyond paying for your, you know, direct TV subscription and all that stuff. I, I wonder, man, because I'm like, I have Prime. I have no problem. I, I watch lots of stuff on Prime. I can easily watch that game. There is going to be a barrier to entry for people who've never done that and who are not used to doing it. You going to watch it? Yeah, I'll watch okay. it. I mean, I'll, like, like any NFL game. Now, their problem is I also have other shows I watch on Prime that are very easy for me to get to by just going bloop, bloop, and I'm over to that. Yeah. So if it ain't good tomorrow, the boys will be getting my interest. <laughs> I'll be watching that show. I'll be back on that. An NFL head coach has admitted that he's stupid. Details next. Colin Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident on I-71 southbound to 4th, 5th Avenue. It is causing some heavy backups. Emergency crews are on scene trying to get things cleaned up, but please be very careful over here. In the meantime, plan about a five-minute slowdown. This traffic report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Taco Bell's nachos are loaded with melty cheese and nacho cheese sauce, plus crunchy fiesta strips, seasoned beans, tomatoes, and sour cream on top. Or try them spicy with jalapenos and a creamy chipotle sauce. Get them today participating Taco Bell location near you. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Barely famous, incredibly stupid. Back to Man and Bone. Happy Wednesday. So glad you've tuned in. Hello, friend. You know, I told you this earlier. I might as well share it with the people. Yeah. So, I was talking to my mom on the phone. This was uh, last Friday. And I said, what, what are you doing? Why don't you come over Sunday and, and eat? Sure. Okay, sounds good. What do you want me to make you? I don't care. Anything's fine. All right. That's very nice. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Good good son, you're being there. Hang up the phone. Five minutes later, she calls back. This is what she says to me. I forgot that next week I'm getting my rectum examined. Oh, God. So I can't eat anything red or purple. Oh, oh. Ah, your re- your rectum, boy. Exam. That would, that turned me into Adnan Verk real quick. What just the wow, hell wow. is going on? You mean a colonoscopy? Yeah. Well, then call it a colonoscopy. Oh, that's well. I yeah that that's a rough one. I'm getting my rectum examined, buddy. There's no coming back from that one because the minute you hear the word, the minute you hear that word, you're saying, "Well, now I can't unsee this picture." Well. And again, not that colonoscopy is a walk in the park. No, but I but, I know what that is, and it's an easy one now that it's said so often. It's 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 a word you're we've become accustomed to, where it's like, hey, don't forget, make sure colonoscopy. It's it's time to check your gut health. You know, time to check this. Make sure you're looking for cancer. Like we know that that's a thing now. We hear commercials for that. We hear all kinds of initiatives to make sure people are getting that checked. That's good. Yeah, colonoscopies so no red like, or purple foods. Right, but also colonoscopy is just easier to stomach than rectal exam. Yes. Then she comes over on Sunday. I made something that wasn't red or purple for the rectal exam. 
Yeah. And then, you know, as we're preparing the dinner, as I'm preparing the dinner, she then has to go into great detail. Oh, God. About all the crap she has to drink and how much she's going to be on the toilet and all of this. Yeah. Right? But I just want to point out that if I were 10, like if my mom were in the kitchen cooking dinner and I decided to talk about poo-poo and pee-pee while she was cooking dinner, Absolutely. she would put the bar of soap in my mouth and make me stand in the corner. But I've got now the elderly mother. I'm trying to cook dinner and all she's talking about is poo-poo, pee-pee, rectum. And that's perfectly acceptable. I feel like I, and I already know I'm going to have this problem when I get to your mom's age, if I am lucky enough to live that long, because I now overshare way more than I should. And when I'm at that age, I think you reach some point between where I am now and where your mom is, where my parents are. I think there's something that happens where you say, yeah, I don't really care if people are judging or not. I'm just going to say what's happening. And, and that filter goes away. So I don't know what I'm going to be like at that age. You, but. The older you get, the more you revert back into being a toddler. Now, we're not at the point where I have to help her wipe herself. I'm sure I will get to that point. Sure. But like when your kids were two, I remember meeting your youngest daughter. She was probably two or three years old. Mm -hmm. And she said hello to me and then proceeded to tell me her entire life story in like three minutes. Yeah. My daughter did that once. Met somebody for the first time. She was two years old. Said, hi, my name is Samantha. I have a rash on my vagina. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Why hon. are you telling me this? Yep. And I've noticed that once you get to a certain age, over 70, that sort of starts to creep back in. Hey, mom, how you doing? Oh, I don't know. They say I may have lupus. This is all I get. Every single time I talk with my mom is the list of ailments she may or may not have. Yeah, there's a, I don't even know where that starts or why our brains do that. But you're right. It's something that is common among the young and the old. Like in between, we go, uh, people probably don't want to know all of that, do they? But young and old, my, you got to hear it. My oldest had a phase where we were driving on an icy road once and she was, I think, maybe three or four years old. Maybe she'd been five by that point. Anyway, still pretty young. And we slid off the road into a little ditch. Nobody got hurt. And we actually were able to, after a few minutes, get a tow truck to just pull the car back out. And then the car was fine and we drove away. But so everybody was okay. But for a couple moments, a little panicky. For the next year, anytime she met someone, it was, hi, my name is Vivian. I was in a car accident with my dad. He slid off the road, but a tow truck got us out and we were fine. And it was just July Hello, happy July 4th. Did you know I got my daughter in a car accident? She's going to tell you all about he it. He was sipping on one of his brown bottles when we got in the car accident. <laughs> it was IBC root beer. Come on. <laughs> They're brown bottles. It's fine. That was root beer. All right. And a uh, head coach has admitted that he's stupid. It is new Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett kicked a 63 yard field goal instead of going for it on fourth and five. Uh, after the game, he said it was the right call. Would have done it again. Uh, the next day, apparently not so much. He said, looking back at it, definitely should have gone for it. One of those things, you look back at it and say, of course we should go for it. We missed the field goal, but in that situation, we had a plan. We knew 46 was the mark. Mm. The 46-yard line Got was it. the mark. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, at least he can admit that he was wrong. That's good. We said 46 yards. The 46-yard line is where we wanted to be. Didn't work. It sucks. But, hey, that's part of it. That's part of being in this seat, being in this profession. 
This stuff is going to happen all the time. It's been happening my whole career, even when my dad was coaching. You're prepared for that. You understand that. You've got to keep grinding. Buddy. His dad, Buddy. Buddy Hackett? Yeah. Two days in a row his dad. I don't know. I don't think it's Buddy Hackett. Uh, Speaking of Buddy Hackett, uh, Jeff Favre. Brett Favre. (laughs) Jeff Favre. Hey, everybody. Jeff Favre here (laughs) for Copper Dong. He wishes he was Jeff Favre instead of Brett Favre right now because old Brett Favre might have his name on a few documents he doesn't want to see very soon. Brett Favre is having some problems. He has uh, ties to the former governor of Mississippi who is in some trouble. An investigative report by Mississippi Today, which to me is Mississippi Today is published on an Etch-A-Sketch. See, I was going more of like Mississippi Today is the morning show with no teeth. But whatever, Uh, I don't know. Anyway, a a report says that former Mississippi Governor Phil Bryant helped Brett Favre obtain welfare funds in order to help build a new volleyball center at the University of Southern Mississippi. I mean, that's that's not a great look at all. Well, that's bad. I'll tell you what's not a good look is the text messages that have come out. Have, oh, you, read, yeah. have you read the yeah. text messages? The text messages don't exactly look great for Brett Favre. The text show Favre knew who is new. Oh, that was the woman who I believe... Nancy knew. Nancy knew who pled guilty already. Yes, she's a crooked attorney. Yeah, and she's... she's What did she embezzle? Or not help, whatever it was. $77 million. $77 million in fraud, one of the largest yeah. fraud cases in the state's history. They were dipping into... Yep. Dipping yep. into welfare funds. Yeah, and, and he and her are texting back and forth going like, hey, no one's going to find out about this, right? And she's like, no, I don't think yes, they the are. Yes, the text show Favre knew and Bryant discussing how to divert at least $5 million in welfare funds to build a volleyball stadium at Southern Miss. Favre played football at Southern Miss. His daughter was a volleyball player there at the time when some of the texts were sent. Here's a text that Brett Favre said or sent in 2017 to this Nancy New. If you were to pay me, is there any way the media can find out where it came from and how much? <laughs> Why do you want to know that, Brett? That, after seems tell- a bit, that seems a bit bad. After telling Favre that we never have that information publicized, she no. circled back to him the next day. Wow, just got off the phone with Phil Bryant. He's on board with us. We will get this done, New told Favre. Okay. That doesn't look great. So you got this this crooked attorney working with the former governor, who was the current governor at the time. Yeah. And Brett Favre dipping into this money. Now, Brett Favre has repaid some of the money he got in this scheme. 600 right? grand or so, I think. I think it was a total of 1.1 million he got. But, yes, but he only has paid back, I think, the six hundred grand. Well, he hasn't the, paid two hundred and twenty-eight thousand oh, dollars in okay. interest, and they may sue him for that. But anyway, this makes him look very bad. Well, at the very least, I'm sure his attorneys will do some kind of work on. Do you have any text messages to show him accepting this money and it going to that place, or any of this actually happening? Who who among us hasn't sent a text that looks pretty terrible, but? isn't actually really what you're doing. I mean, I don't think that's a great defense, but maybe that'll work to keep him out of jail. Bottom line is, this is a scumbag among scumbag moves. You had motive, clearly. If anyone's... Remember when we first heard this story and we said, well, why would Brett Favre accept all that money to go do speaking engagements? And then, like, did he forget about them? Did the state... I at first thought it was just the state 
in their largesse with so much money going out to so many different charitable endeavors, just forgot they played, played uh, that too, paid Brett Favre. And then Brett Favre said, well, no one's called. So I guess I just get to keep this money. Now it doesn't look like that at all. It looks like he very much knew what he was doing. Giselle doesn't th- sound thrilled with Tom Brady playing football. Details next. Colin Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. An earlier accident has cleared from the roadway of I-71 southbound before 5th Avenue. All lanes have reopened, but traffic is still stop and go from Weber Road as it recovers. Plan about a 10-minute delay in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Beacon Roofing. Beacon understands that every second counts. That's why they use their unique network of branches to get roofers what they need when they need it. Products from top brands like GAF and orders delivered on time and complete. Go to BECN.com to start building with Beacon today. Beacon always building. Only at Array with fan traffic. Oh, 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 O'Reilly! You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly! Auto Parts. Like a sports drink, but for that part of you that's thirsty for fart jokes. Back to Man and Bone. You know, I just forgot because I'm stupid. And you're stupid, too. I'm stupid, too. I didn't think of it. Teddy reminded me, but he's stupid, too, because he forgot. We all forgot. Don't don't shake your head. Why didn't you say anything if you didn't forget? Well, the first segment, you didn't say it, and I thought, well, maybe he's waiting for the second no, segment. I, I sent a tweet out about it, oh, so I did? didn't forget it. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Right. Okay. Well, anyway, right. today's Wild Card Wednesday. I forgot all about it. I'm sorry. We'll have plenty of nonsense. We'll talk more rectal exams. Well, that, I mean, we did start off with a pretty big wild card there, which was you talking about your mom's, uh, yeah, southern border, shall we mm-hmm. say. Yeah. I don't. She talked to me about That's it. That's what I well, no, but you talked about it on the air. She talked to you. You relayed that to all of us. I appreciate that about you. You don't you don't hide things from your audience. You make sure everyone gets to know what's going on. You ever wonder why my parents don't listen to this show? That, this that, is why. That would be why. This yeah. is why. But it's I mean, all true. Do you blame them? No. No, I don't either. My mom sometimes will have that discussion like, well, I just Guys got a little raunchy the other day. I turned it off. And I'm like, yeah, probably should just keep it off. I mean, it's not meant for people who don't like, you know, things like what we talk about. We're just about. having an honest conversation. Yeah, we're just here. You know, and sometimes during honest conversation, things get a little messy. We're just oh, trying to yeah. keep it real. Just trying to, well, we're, we're being honest, right? Yes. We're, we're telling you what's going on. Telling you how our lives go. I talk about the good. I talk about the bad. This sounds like the theme song for the facts of life. <laughs> You take the, was it, is it take the good, you take the bad, blah, blah, blah. Facts blah, blah. alive. No, yeah. there's something else. I don't remember. You take the good, you take the bad, blah, 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 the facts of life. I don't remember I don't what, know that, what the I don't remember what the third part is. Something about a rectal exam. That's probably what it was. Or erectile dysfunction. I don't remember. We have plenty of those commercials. We do. S- stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Uh, just oh, One more thing on Brett Favre. Yes. And it's Wild Card Wednesday. <laughs> Got Send it. in your wild card questions and topics at Man and Bone nine seven one. Your chance to not win fabulous prizes. So Brett Favre is wrapped up in this whole Missouri welfare fund scandal. Text messages have come out where he seems very elusive, like he knows he's doing something wrong. 
Jeff Perlman, who was a sports writer, wrote a book about Brett Favre in 2016 called Gunslinger, The Remarkable, Improbable, Iconic Life of Brett Favre. He said, don't read my book. Yeah, this is what he put on social media. On the day of extended Favre revelations, I want to share something. I wrote a biography of the man that was largely glowing. Football heroics, overcoming obstacles, practical joker, etc. Yes, it included his grossness, addictions, treatment of women, but it was fairly positive. And looking at it now, if I'm being brutally honest, I'd advise people not to read it. He's a bad guy. He doesn't deserve the icon treatment. He doesn't deserve acclaim, image rehabilitation, warm stories of grid glory. His treatment of at Jennifer Sturger was inexcusable. Jen Sturger was the Jets reporter that he, the sideline reporter who he sent the uh, dong picture dong to. Pics to. Yeah. And now taking money that was designed to help poor people in his state and funneling it to build. What is this? A blanking volleyball arena? Right. It's so grotesque, so monstrous. I don't know how someone like that looks in the mirror. I just don't. So, sincerely, don't buy the book. Don't take it out from the library. Leave it. There are so many better people worthy of your reading hours, of your time. I prefer crumbs like Brett Favre shuffle off into the abyss, shamed by greed and selfishness. Wow. You know what? I mean... I'll say this for Jeff Perlman. I have read plenty of his books. I think he's an excellent author. I did not read that one because, quite honestly, Brett Favre, not my guy. But good for him, at least, for acknowledging, yeah, I probably did a little bit too much of the uh, you know reputation washing here. And maybe, I mean, we talked about some of it, but maybe I should have been a little harsher on him. Clearly now, whatever he thinks of his time he spent with Brett Favre writing that book about him, Quite sure now those two will never talk again, but strong words by him, rightfully so. I I can understand why he would want to say that. If you don't know Jeff Perlman, by the way, he's the guy who did the the Lakers book that the series that just came out on HBO, which they couldn't call Showtime because that's another competing network. He wrote the book they based all that on. That's right. He also wrote Boys Will Be Boys, which Teddy, if you've not read that, it's all about the Cowboys of the 90s. Excellent book to read. The bad guys won about the 86 Mets. Everything he's ever written, I've I've thought is very good. But don't read Gunslinger, according to the guy who wrote Gunslinger. Giselle, who of course is married to Tom Brady, discussing uh, her husband going back to playing football in a new interview with Elle magazine. Uh, she says, obviously, I have my concerns. This is a very violent sport and I have my children and I would like him to be more present. I've definitely had those conversations with him over and over again, but ultimately I feel that everybody has to make a decision that works for them. He needs to follow his joy too. Um, Brett Favre, Brett Favre, Tom Brady. Yeah. When you hear him speak now, even on his podcast this week, the let's go podcast, he's played one week of the season. He sounds like he's tired. He sounds like he's hurting, and he sounds like he's regretting his decision to come back. But he's made the decision to come back. He's already in the season and can't go back on it now. I think if he could, he would have retired and stayed retired. Because I think this is really damaging his family. If you believe the reports, he took off for the 11 days in training camp to go on a private vacation with his family because he had never taken a vacation with his family ever, and he promised his wife he would do it. She sounds pissed off about it. And I understand. Look, I get that. 
I understand that you have to indulge your creativity and your passions. Tom Brady's 45 years old. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. He has nothing left to prove. And his wife's probably thinking the same thing. Yeah. You're only going to have a young family for a short amount of time. You have neglected us. You're not here. I'm here. You are chasing this goal and this passion. I don't know what it is because you've accomplished everything. I'm not keeping you from your dreams. You've achieved your dreams. Now, how about you achieve some of the dreams of the other people who live in this house? Yeah. But that's too much to ask. It's an interesting thing, right? Because I, I can't believe I'm going to make this comparison to Giselle and the group of people I'm about to compare her to. But in my time of going to like racing and dirt tracks and stuff like that, she sounds a lot like people that I've met, women who are in the lives of you know men who drive some of these dirt track cars. Where it's weird, Mike. That sport has a lot of people in it who actually make decent money. They have like a business, they have family money, they can afford to go around the country on the weekends and put these cars out there that cost them It's a very expensive hobby. Right, right. It's a hobby, right? But it's a thing they really love to do and they're passionate about. And after someone gets into a harrowing accident where they almost lose their life, but they miraculously survive and they maybe, you know, have a broken leg, they come back from it. You'll, You'll hear someone who's married to like a race car driver talk about it and they'll say, yeah, every time he goes out there, or sometimes I'll talk to the mom or the dad of the guy who drives, and it's the same thing, like, oh, every time he goes out there, I can't look. I'm so nervous for him. I'm so worried about him, but he's following his passion, and I love him, and I care about this person. I want them to follow their passion, but I can't wait till he's, I can't wait till he's done with it. I can't wait till it's over, and those people don't have Giselle and Tom Brady money, but a lot of them do have, at least some of them have the money where they don't have to do this. It, it does not help them in any way to do it. It's a passion that they love. I find it interesting that that's where kind of Giselle is at this point. She's saying it doesn't make any sense for him to do it. He has no reason to do and it. And it's clearly affecting them. And she thinks it's a safety issue for him. She thinks it's concern for her family. But she also is saying, yes, but I'm still, I want him to pursue what he wants. And, and everybody has the right to do that. It just sounds like she's probably been there for 10 plus years. You know what I mean? Like where she probably has sat through a lot of other times where she said, I'm not really a fan of this, but I'll bite my tongue because it's his deal and I love him. I can understand at some point where you've done that. He finally says, all right, I get it, honey. You're right. Yeah, that 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 concussion and then he goes back bad. on it. And then 60 days later, that that would be very difficult to deal with. One NFL team doing something we've never seen before. Details next. Colin Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. An earlier accident has cleared from the roadway of I-71 southbound before 5th Avenue. All lanes have reopened, but traffic is still slow from North Broadway as it recovers. Plan on some residual backups. This traffic report is sponsored by InvisibleFence.com. Invisible Fence brand's mission is to keep pets happy and safe with their forever families. Their exclusive technologies make their containment systems the most advanced on the market, giving your pet freedom to enjoy their yard and new confidence in their safety. Visit InvisibleFence.com to schedule your free consultation. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Murdering brain cells one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. Uh, Mike, I saw a little update for you on the Mississippi federal funds 
lawsuit. The welfare scam. The welfare scam that is going on with Brett Favre. He's been, uh, at least some text messages have come out from that that don't look great for him. And uh, we had a few people tweeting us, uh, one of them being Terry, thanks for tweeting in, who said, don't forget, Ted DiBiase and his sons oh, that's right. are also being sued by the state of Mississippi. Because they run a church, right? I think that's correct. How much do they get? Apparently, the state is seeking to reclaim $24 million. So, Nancy knew who you mentioned in the uh, Brett Favre case, right? She was texting with Brett Favre. She's already been, in, uh, you know, deemed guilty, and she's trying to now work out a deal. But her son, Zach, knew used their nonprofit to illegally funnel tens of millions of dollars into other nonprofits. And uh, John Davis, who was the director of the Mississippi Department of Human Services, befriended Ted DiBiase Jr. and elevated him within the department to receive payment from two of the no- the new nonprofits, totaling over $3 million in anti-poverty funds. Mm. The funds were meant to address the multiple needs of inner-city youth, despite DiBiase Jr. possessing no qualifications to provide those services. So that's that's not great. that's not good. This whole thing is not good. Uh, so the guy that befriended Ted DiBiase Jr., John Davis, was reindicted on in March on bribery and conspiracy charges. Nancy and Zach New pled guilty on separate federal charges for using public school funds for their private school. They have received plea deals in the state welfare fraud case and cooperating with uh, these prosecutors. Ted DiBiase Jr according to the lawsuit, also urged Davis to divert another $1.5 million to Ted Sr.'s ministry called Heart of David. Uh, DiBiase allegedly used some of the money for his own purposes. So, yikes. Uh, Not good. It is Wild Card Wednesday. As you collect some of those. Uh, Yeah. Let me tell you that there is an NFL team doing something that has never been done before. The Buffalo Bills did not punt in their win over the Rams in the season opener on Thursday, last Thursday, meaning now they have not punted in three of their last four regular season games. Going back to 1939, which is as far back as accurate punting records exist, no team has ever gone without punting in three out of four games. Wow. That's that's remarkable, though, that they've been able to do it in some pretty high-stakes games, too. Buffalo has also also did not punt in its playoff win over New England, and the streak becomes no punts in four of the Bills' last six games if the playoffs are included. Since yes. last December, there are only six NFL games in which a team didn't punt, and the Bills have four of those six games. That is wild, man. They, they have had uh, some kind of run that they've been on. And maybe maybe they will cool off throughout the season. Maybe they will no, not be as good as advertised. Doubt. But new offensive coordinator and genius Ken Dorsey. Well, it's only been My one. Guy. It's only been one game. No. But uh, give him the trophy. It's been pretty Let's good. Stop playing the season. They're clearly the best team. They're going to win. Uh, I have some wild card Wednesdays for you. Eric says, today is my birthday. Happy birthday, Eric. And I'm celebrating it by wearing the Man and Bone World Tour shirt as I'm, planning, as I'm planning for my wedding this weekend. Congratulations okay. to you. Okay. A lot of stuff going on there. He said, what was your most memorable birthday? My most memorable? I mean, we didn't have a lot of celebrations for my birthday. I remember when I was nine or ten, we went out for pizza and went to see Home Alone. 
Oh yeah, at the movie theater. I don't remember what year that was, but I remember that was a fun time. And yeah. I love Home Alone. Yeah, I will. Uh, I will. I will throw in there that uh, I had a couple of. I've had some good ones as a kid, but I had one a few years ago where you might remember because I was on the air here when my wife took me out and I went to like a bunch of different bars. She uh, just took me on the the beer trail. I was going to all the different breweries, and then uh, my buddy Neil Sika. And my buddy Nick Gallo, who has a bar, something in, somewhere in particular, check it out, Gallo's Tap Room as well, saw that I was out and they said, hey, come over to the bar and let's hang out. And so then we had a night, just out of nowhere, nice evening, didn't expect that, very meaningful gesture. But anyway, that was probably one of my more meaningful birthdays and more fun birthdays that I've had in a while. Here's one that I, uh, that I remember. I think it was third or fourth grade. And I was at school and I was waiting for my mom to pick me up and she was late. And one of my mom's friends who also had a kid in the class came and said, Hey, your mom had to go to the hospital. They took your grandfather to the hospital. And my grandfather lived in the same house with us. My grandmother and grandfather lived in the same house. So they had to take him to the hospital. So they can't, she can't pick you up. And so I was worried about him and it was my birthday and it was like, well, this is the greatest birthday ever. Yeah. So I get picked up and I'm going to these other people's house. And I remember going upstairs and like playing Nintendo with the kid. And his mom called me down and she had put a bunch of balloons and stuff up oh, wow. for me and went out and got a quick cake. And I remember thinking that was very nice of her to do. Even to this day, I think of that. Muggsy's Leapers, mom? Then, then uh, years later... She was my first. I had her right there on that <laughs> kitchen table. <laughs> she liked that dog so much. I can't take. I can't have a like a true heartfelt story without just veering into ridiculousness. Well, your neighborhood was so weird anyway because you had the lady with Muggsy's leaper. So That's I didn't right. know if, that if was the same neighborhood. Some other you know creeper mom that was a little weird. But no, in general, that sounds like a very nice story. I'm glad it was. Mm-hmm. What else do you have? Nothing? Uh, yeah, I can give you another oh, one. Oh, we're out of time. <laughs> That's why I didn't have... I, didn't, I was just sitting here waiting to go to break. Leanne and is like, going to yell at me. Do you have anything? And I'm like, well, yeah, I got plenty, but then... More Wild Card Wednesday coming up next. I have some weird gambling things to share with you as well. That is next. Here's Pissed Off Leanna. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. You don't know me. All right, watch out for an accident on I-71 southbound after 670. It is causing some slowdowns in that area. Please use caution over here. And a crash on West Broad Street, west of Clarendon Avenue. Traffic is slow there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Gusto. Gusto's ads and build robots and teach spin classes. Gusto supports the people who do. With happier paydays, health insurance, hiring, you name it. Gusto does payroll benefits and so much more for people who do incredible things. Learn more at Gusto.com. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. Back to Man and Bone. Happy Wednesday. It is Wild Card Wednesday. Uh, Yeah, we have plenty of those today. So one of the ones I saw here was from Abigail. Thanks for tweeting in. My gal. She says, your take on the Bachelor slash Bachelorette series ever watched it. Keep Never up, seen it. Do you keep up with it more than you care to admit? Oh, I'd admit it. I've watched plenty of embarrassing things. That just has not been one of them. 
That's that is one that I have. Uh, I don't. I never put it on myself, and I also get annoyed with it. But when my wife has it on, if I sit down and it's on, she immediately glares at me and says, "You're not allowed to talk during this." And I say, "Oh, oh yeah, right. I gotta gotta keep up with the plot." Well, no, no, no. It's not that because what happens inevitably five minutes in, five minutes, five seconds in is I'll say, "Oh, come on, that is so stupid." Oh, who who acts like this? And she's like, "Do you are you watching this or not?" And I okay, fine. But the thing that is kind of nice about that show, at least when it comes to The Bachelor, is that's an easy way if I'm sitting there and we're both enjoying each other's company. But what's on the screen is like one annoying douchebag of a dude and then like 30 very attractive women who also many of them are douchebags and a-holes and everything else. But they're at least attractive people. Yeah. So I do like to watch the attractive people from time to time. And sometimes what happens? Sometimes there's a little makeout session. There's a little bit of extra. Yeah. Sometimes there's. Now I've never seen it where like the bachelor contestants are like going with each other, but like you know there is at least some hanky panky that's happening on screen, and that's that's fine. Teddy watches everything. Do you watch the Bachelor and the Bachelorette, Teddy? I do not. I know. Um, I our, know someone. Our who production does. director Bob does, and he always has to come in and talk about it. But I'm like, yeah, I, Bob I'm keeps out on up that. with it. He knows. He knows like what's happening. I, I didn't know that. I don't. I can't remember anybody's name. I did also watch the one that's the. Um, do you know the name of it, Ted? The one that is the blind dating reality show where it's on Netflix and they can't. All the contestants can't see each other oh, until they agree show, to get married. That was now that little wrinkle. I don't think was the premise of the show but years ago there was a show i think it was on abc called dating in the dark that okay. i did watch what did that just you pretty in much the dark it was pretty much that well in this one what happened was you sat in these cubes and you talked and you could hear each other but you could not see each other at all and they lived in this weird little compound area where they all like all the women were together and all the guys were together and they're comparing notes about like, I talked to this guy. He's weird. And the other one's like, yeah, Oh, yeah, so it's, it's not just one date. They, no, 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 no. They, they would have over time. So over time, they would kind of start to pair off a little bit with like, well, I'm only talking now to, to Bill so and So how Jeff. did they communicate? Were there... They're in a room were there and there was holes a, in the wall? I want me some glory hole. No, no. It was... It, I mean, like microscopic holes. They were like... It was a thing you could talk well, through, I but could you couldn't see anybody. fit through. I want me some glory hope. <laughs> Love is blind. Love is blind. It was a screen, basically, that you could not see through. Or I don't know if they did microphones. I don't know how they did it. But you could you could sit there and communicate to the point that these people, some of them, would break down crying, talking to each other about... Yeah. Like, like, I remember one episode we were watching, the girl was frustrated because whatever guy she was talking to had apparently also had some really deep conversations with another girl. Yeah. And she found out about it. Now, they have not seen each other ever. Doesn't matter. They're emotionally involved. And so she's there, you know, like, I poured my heart out to you. I told you all this personal stuff. I thought you cared about me. And then you're off talking to this other girl. And he's like, hey, look, I really didn't get. I'm so sorry. And then like an episode later, they're like, we're getting married. And so then they lift the thing. They have a ceremony where you get to go down. And they, they ended up being like. Oh, well, hey, wow, look at that. And then they start kind of getting to know each other. There's no way that can live up to your expectations. There's no way. There's no no way anybody is like, oh, we're having an anniversary party for Gammy and Pop Pop. They've been married for 70 years. How did they meet? On a Netflix show 
Where they couldn't see each other. Right. There's no way that's happening. There's no way. Well, so that was the first part of the series. And then I don't remember if it was a spinoff series or if this was just as the season progressed, they did this. Everyone eventually gets out of there after they all agree to either get married or they break up or whatever happens. And then the ones that say we're going to get married, they go off and live with each other for a period of time. And then what do the producers do? And this is diabolical. They bring everyone back together for a reunion show, even the people who didn't pair up with anyone. So then like the guy that the girl was talking to or the girl that the guy was talking to, they didn't end up with, but they had a thing. Now they've lived with this other person for three months and then they get to meet the, maybe I should have done this. Maybe I should have talked to this person. And so it got, it got pretty hot and heavy there. Here's what bothers me though. Kristen watches a version of this called Married at First Sight. Right. I don't know what channel it's on. Lifetime something. Yeah. And it's, you know, they meet each other for the first time at the altar. They get married. Okay. No talking beforehand. There's no talking. There's no nothing. These relationship experts set them up. Mm-hmm. They meet for the first time at the altar. They get married. Then television cameras document their first weeks together as husband and wife. Then at the end of this experiment, they decide if they're going to stay married or get divorced. Here's what bothers me about this premise. I wish we could just look at this as it is. It's a modern day freak show. We are entertained by watching a modern day freak show. But instead, what this show attempts to do is they have these relationship doctors, these PhDs that are on the show to help them through their difficulties and their relationships. And here's what you need to do. And it's all a bunch of BS because there is no doctor, no good doctor on earth that wouldn't say, you know, be wonderful for your relationship, not being on reality television. (laughs) They put these people in a fishbowl and then try and act like this is scientific. It's not. It is purely entertainment. Stop trying to fool us. Yeah. I guess so, you know, in some ways, I kind of feel the same way about sports psychologists, where it's like, what would any good psychologist tell you? Don't try to play a game in front of millions of people for billions of dollars and think your life's going to be normal. You know, I know that's not what a sports psychologist can say. They have to go out there and say like, hey, man, your battles, your battle, you go out there. They have to get these players to get to that level. But you're right. Like a good doctor in a lot of these situations that we've made for ourselves would say, hey, just don't do that. Just you know, don't be on a reality show. All these doctors that are on TV, they're all a bunch of, what was I going to say? I don't know. Uh, something bad. Anyway. They suck. Like the pimple popper lady. Yeah, right. It's like, oh, I take, I take my job very seriously, and I really do feel for these people that come to me in distress. That I then exploit and now, put on hold, television. Hold on a second. Can you sign this release form so I can <laughs> pop your huge goiter on national television? You know how much For everybody money. to see. Do you know how much money I've making off your goo pimple lady? <laughs> You're going to make me rich. I got a house in Malibu because uh, of you. All right. Here's some gambling stuff for you. The Detroit Lions are favorites this weekend. Two and a half point favorites against the Washington Commanders, according to Caesars. Yeah. Uh, this is the first time in 24 games that sure. they have been favored. They Oof. have been underdogs in 24 straight games games the last time detroit was favored november 22nd 2020 when they were a one-point favorite on the road against quarterback pj walker and the carolina panthers the lions lost that game 20 to nothing god 
They were then, shut out the last time they Vegas, were favored. Vegas learned their lesson and said never again, or at least not for a long, long time. We're not going to favor one. you again. The Browns are facing the Jets this weekend. The Browns are favored to go 2-0 and for the first time since 1993. Well, right. Because, 1993! Well, again, they hadn't gone 1-0 and since 2004. Yes. So any time between 2004 and 1993 where they were 1-0, and which was not that often. They were not favored they were not in the next game. They were not favored in the next game. So, yes. But they are here. So, yeah, I'm just saying it wasn't like every time they got to 1-0. and It's like, well, they haven't got to 1-0 and since 2004. And then before that, it was just like a nine-year period. So, yeah, that kind of makes more sense. 1993, that was another franchise. That was old Browns. They had not yet discovered this guy, Bill Belichick, as being like a pretty good head coach. In fact, I'm... 93, I guess he would have been their coach by then, right? I think he would have been there by that point. Went, I think so. Just bare, like for a, maybe the last few years? I'm guessing. I and can't he, remember. He quite. offered Craig Carton an assistant job? If you believe Craig Carton. I don't. You don't? No. You I, don't shockingly, guy, I don't believe the ex-con. Guy who went to prison for lying to people about sports things? You don't believe him about a sports thing? No. That's shocking. Uh, Aaron Judge, he's up to 57 home runs. There was this debate about the true single-season home run record. Uh, Judge says the record is 73 because it is. Look, I don't I don't like Barry Bonds, okay? I don't like Barry Bonds. I don't like Sammy Sosa. I don't like Mark McGuire. But these players existed. They existed, and their records still stand. Their numbers still stand. Major League Baseball, if they wanted to, can go back and cross out these numbers. They won't because they realize it's not just a problem with those three guys. Look at Aaron Judge, by the way. I don't know what the hell's going on with Aaron Judge. Right. He looks like a freak of nature, like the Incredible Hulk. We could learn 10 years from now. He's on some sort of experimental gene therapy, and we'll be having the same discussion with whoever's hit 57 home runs then. Right. I, I think also maybe it's worth taking a little moment here to point out that if you don't break an all-time record with your great season... That is not a failure of your... That is still a great season, is it not? Yes! Like, if you don't... Let's say Aaron Judge doesn't get to 61. Let's say he doesn't break 60. That doesn't mean then, well, then he's just one of many who... No! He hit 57, as of now, 57 home runs. That's an accomplishment in and of itself. If it happens to break a record or if it breaks Maris's old record, cool, then that's neat. He will then also be still having a great season. If somehow, not likely, math doesn't work out, but if he just hits five home runs a game out of, you know, on the way out and suddenly he passes Bond's record, it's still going to be a great season. Like, it's great no matter what. Let's stop getting to the point where we're saying, yeah, but did he break the record or not? Who cares? The record is, you're right, Mike, the record is 73. The record is 73. Because Bonds hit hit 73 home runs. How many of those were aided by Royds? But you know what, though? You can say all of them. Fine. You can say theoretically none of them. It doesn't we don't, matter. We have no way Baseball to know for fans sure. fans are gluttons for punishment. We have always done this. When Roger Maris hit 61, it was, well, he had extra games to do it, so it's not the real record. Babe Ruth still has the record. This guy played in this ballpark. The dimensions are different, so it doesn't really count. We always do this. And I'm chief among them. 
Baseball fans just like to argue about nothing. Yeah. Why can't we look at Aaron Judge and say, man, this guy's got 57 home runs. Pretty damn good. Let's hope the Yankees don't collapse and lose the division. <laughs> right? right? It's right. all for naught if the team poops themselves. Yeah, exactly right. And by the way, like that 61 season, have you gone and looked and seen what everybody else did that year? Do you know the numbers on that like 61 home run season? Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's like a bunch of great hitters that were having ridiculous years. Yes. Mantle had 54 home runs that game. Well, that, that year, Killebrew had 46. Some guy named Jim Gentile had a monster year that year that no one even talks about. 46 home runs. I want to say he was like leading the league in slugging percentage, had one of the best batting averages, but he didn't have 61. Maris had a ridiculous yeah, going year. Going back but, to Mantle, I mean, it was the discussion who's going to break it. Maris yeah, it or Mantle? Of, it was the two of them, right? And Mantle. I mean, he's getting yogis under the bleachers. <laughs> I mean, if I'm just saying, if if you gave these guys modern tools and this and that, who knows what the hell they could have done? Indeed, we could have this discussion all all day. Yeah, I, I just at the end of the day, I think you should celebrate. If you're a fan of Aaron Judge's, he's having a great year. Will it be an all time year? Yes, it's an all time year. He had 57 home runs in 2022. Who else is doing that? I'll wait. Yes, was Barry Bonds roided out of his mind? Of course he was. Did he get to use an iPad right before he went up for his at bat? No, I just feel like he didn't. Sometimes we look at it and go, but he didn't hit seventy three, so eh. It's like that, meh. It's great. He had fifty seven home runs and counting. That's awesome. The NFL says their experiment works. Details next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. An accident to watch out for on the roads right now. You'll find a crash on US 23 northbound at 270 north side. Please be very careful over here. This crash does involve injuries. Caution is advised. And still watching an accident on West Broad Street west of Clarendon Avenue. Traffic is slow here as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Their collective IQ is lower than they think it are. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Going back to that Aaron Judge thing for a second. Aaron Judge has 57 home runs. You know, we're people are debating what is the real home run record. Is it Roger Maris at 61? Because we clearly know that Barry Bonds was on roids, and Mark McGuire was on roids, and Sammy Sosa was on roids. So we just rip all their seasons out like they didn't exist and acknowledge that 61 is the real record. I think that's ridiculous. We can acknowledge those players are on roids. Guess what? Lots of pitchers were on roids, too, that they hit those home runs off of. We keep wanting to establish this baseline of purity in Major League Baseball, where if you just take something from this point on, that's the real record doesn't exist this isn't a movie where you can go back and say yeah the second movie in the franchise doesn't exist we're going to erase that major league baseball keeps these records and they keep them for a reason you can go back to any babe ruth didn't play with black people well right? i was just going to say which record did did roger maris roger, break? roger maris broke babe ruth's record played it was a big deal back then because roger maris played 162 and babe ruth set the record in 158 games so there were a lot of people when roger maris was setting the record that said well this isn't the real record because he did it in 162 games, not 158 games. I just said Barry Bonds was righted out of his mind. But Aaron Judge gets to go to the plate after looking at an iPad in the dugout. 
previous generations didn't have this technology. My point is it's all different. It's all weird. The record is 73. Like the guy, don't like the guy. Barry Bonds is the all-time home run leader. Well, and let's say, too, I don't know. I mean, Mike Trout has just had a hell of a week, right? Let's say next year he stays healthy, he goes out, and he challenges for one of these records. I don't know that he will, but let's say he does. Next year, there's going to be a pitch clock, right? Yes. Theoretically, that should make it a little tougher on the pitcher. You know, who's going to be a little out of their routine? Velocity's down. They've said every time they've done this in the minors, velocity was down slightly on across the board, right? Over over periods of time, they see that it decreased the miles per hour of the pitches by just a little bit. But that little bit might be a difference between you hit that as allowed out and you hit that out of the park. So if he goes out next year and hits 60 home runs, or anyone does, wonder pitch clock, then what? Are we going to say, well, no one before or since, no one's ever had to do that? Like, you're right. We could keep moving those goalposts or keep saying this one is the real record because of these specific circumstances, but you literally can look all through baseball and say yes, and every time your argument is that record should count over this one, we can point to a time period and say, yes, but in that time period, this wasn't going we on. We do this in life, too. It bothers you. It bothers me. Where there are people that say, man, I just wish we can get back to the good old days. What are the good when, old days? When are those? Pick when was that? Pick Tell a time. Me. Right. I'll, I'll give you a list of problems. Whatever year you give me. Maybe in your mind it was the good old days because our perspectives change as we age. Because when we're 20 years old, we don't have the same worries and responsibilities we do when we're 50 and it seems like life is a whole lot harder. The reality is life has always sucked. There's always been complications. Maybe not for you, but for other people. Same thing with baseball. Whether it's dead ball era, raising mounds, doing this, can't play with uh, certain people because of the color of their skin. Travel was different. Technology was different. We've always had weird stuff. So to look at a set of numbers and say, well, this doesn't exist because it doesn't fit into my current narrative that I want to write. Oh, by the way, I don't think you're in any way, shape or form, excusing what Barry Bonds did or McGuire or Sosa did. I'm, I'm just saying there's more nuance to it. Yeah, and your point being that at that time, everyone who was any good in baseball, almost, was found later to have had some ties to the steroid situation, right? There were plenty of pitchers from that era. Roger Clemens is not in the Hall of Fame. Why? Was he or was he not one of the dominant pitchers of the same time that we're talking about where Barry Bonds was a dominant hitter? Yes, he was. Now, we... We know Barry Bonds' story. I mean, if you believe all the reporting that's been done on it over the last 20 years, right? We, we kind of have a timeline of, we think, while he was with the Pirates, not really the guy who was I, I using know, roids. It doesn't matter. And then he saw Sosa McGuire and said, okay, I'm doing that too. But still, that doesn't change the fact that I can't tell you, statistically, I can't show you which number of home runs Barry Bonds hit that wouldn't have gone out if he had just been regular no, old Barry Bonds. Look, I don't know. Barry Bonds cheated. We all know that he did. Okay? I'm not excusing that. But he he used these supplements. It aided him in his workouts. It didn't obviously magically help him hit a baseball. But it certainly helped him play the game at a much higher level. I know countless examples. I have heard of countless examples of baseball players staying out all night long and then doing a line of coke right before the game starts to get them going. Now, right. Did that is that counted? is that not cheating too? 
I mean, what, what well, are we many, talking about here? How many times did we hear about, and again, this is switching sports, but we've heard so many players talk about how in the 70s and 80s in the NFL, whatever was ailing you physically, there were there were uppers, there were things you could take, there were all kinds of stuff. That's that what I mean. All these things helped been, you play that day. I mean, weren't uppers... I don't think I'm wrong on this. Like greenies, uppers, whatever those things were, baseball players took them too. Weren't those literally amphetamines? Yes, they were. Okay. That's what they were. You know, again, when we talk about meth, those are methamphetamines. It's like, I'm just saying this is a drug that we all now look at a different version of it, but a drug that we all look at and say, ooh, that's, that's clearly you know, not good. You know what it is now? And I know they put testing in place, but it's Adderall. Right. That's yeah. what it is now. Yes, and there's and they've they've done things to try to keep that from being used as a performance enhancer versus used but, for yes, the right reason. My point is there is no like clean slate period that we can look at and say, Yes, see that's the pure game right there. It doesn't exist. Let's accept it with all its flaws. Yeah, we also never play the what if game with like what if Bear what if uh Babe Ruth had a protein shake? You know, like, what if Babe Ruth had someone to cook all his meals in his house and access to facilities like baseball players have now? That's what I'm saying. Technology. Like, you're you're exactly right. I'm saying a protein shake where you just oh, I drink this. It has a proper amount of calories, but it gives me way more protein than pretty much any quick thing I can get in 1927. I now can go in, and then when I lift weights or whatever I'm doing to stay in shape, which by the way they weren't doing a lot of that back then, but whatever he would be doing. Now it's going to be more effective just by doing that, just changing that little bit. Every player you've watched hit a home run has had a protein shake today or sometime during their training. That's better than what Babe Ruth had ever Look had. At the equipment they had, the bats that Babe Ruth had the same bat all season long right? because it was a tree trunk. Yeah. It was so it's, damn heavy. The idea of comparing eras is dangerous. And that's why we do it in football, too. We all instantly say, oh, man, did you see this guy? Oof. He had he had all these yards when they ran, you know, this type of offense. He did this. Now look at all the guys now. They have so fewer rushing yards than what we used to see. Right, because the offenses have changed. And if you go look at the quarterbacks from this era, most of them have, like the mediocre quarterbacks, have better years statistically from a yardage standpoint than the top yard passing guys in the 60s, 70s, and 80s because the game was different, right? That's why occasionally you see something like, Mike Ditka as a tight end had a bunch of receptions out of nowhere. And you say, whoa, how did that happen? Because he was one of the exceptions at that time. But very few other guys had that type of game. Now every other tight end you see has had years where they've had a thousand yards or, you know, right. 90 catches. Back then that was unheard of. Yeah. It, like, so one guy that did it ended up in the Hall of Fame and became a legendary coach just as a byproduct, not necessarily because of that but the point being the game changes constantly and you can't compare eras that easily all right i'm off my soapbox now i will tell you an nfl experiment that they say has worked coming up next common man and t-bone on the fan fan traffic from the meister's bar and pizza traffic center Good afternoon. An earlier accident has cleared from the roadway of US-23 northbound at 270. All lanes have reopened, but plan on some residual delays. You'll also find slowdowns on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. This traffic report is sponsored by Beacon Roofing. Beacon understands that every second counts. That's why they use their unique network of branches to get roofers what they need when they need it. Products from top brands like GAF and orders delivered on time and complete. Go to BECN.com to start building with Beacon today. Beacon always building. I'm Leanna Ray with Van Traffic. And from every dime a dog night in the Midwest. Because he's fat. Here's Man and Bone. 
I am never going to pay off on this tease. No. Nope. I didn't do it last not segment. Happen. Where I said the NFL had some experiment that's paid off. And it's not going to be this segment. Nope. Because Jeff Rimmer has come in here to hijack the show. It's a party in here. What's up, Rims? Hey, great to see you there, Good to T-Bone. see you. I had the pleasure of uh, dining last night. Oh, I heard. Your, and you missed a great meal. I heard I did. Outstanding. Then Didn't get an invite. Great for you. Somebody over there. Yeah. We had uh, some very interesting chatter. Oh, good. Some of it we can't share on the air here today. That's fine. But we will at some point. Oh, nice. No, we won't. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share what I'm going to guess was your order because you went for steaks. Did you get a steak that was Pittsburghed, but not actually Pittsburghed? Is no, that what it, you got? It was Pittsburghed. No. No, no, no. You think it's Pittsburgh. See, the actual Pittsburgh is burn it on the outside, and it's almost raw on the inside. But is you, that get, how, your is that how you get it? You get your Pittsburgh medium. I had it medium. Right. Note, <laughs> note that Ricardotti made sure that he got the uh, directions prior to me giving them to... Uh, of course. Oh, yeah. And uh, let me say this. Uh, the service was outstanding. Mm. That's good. You wanted to only, to be, only to be exceeded by. Uh, <laughs> I was waiting for the it. company that I had. Oh, oh no! I thought that was going to turn into an ad read for Buyers <laughs> Airport by the Import or whatever you like to call them. Buyers Import by the Airport. I'll be there tomorrow. Uh, we're shooting a couple of commercials. Glad you asked. Yeah, I figured I have. Have you get seen it the, the scripts in advance? No, I've not seen the scripts. So you're just going to go in there free balling it. I'm going to wing it. That's well. You know what? Your performance in the past have always been good, so it works. Whatever your method is, Rims. I'm Maybe a you professional. Can teach, you can teach me your acting ways at some point. I'd love to get into All it. Right, what do you want to talk about? What you does wanna, he want to talk about? Do, I don't know. Let's talk about, about, about the crew. Do you want to talk about? Let's get into that. No, I didn't know if you wanted to talk jacket. So you want to talk about the yapper dogs and your off season and how Doug McClain's writing a book and you're going to write the forward to it. No, I'm not. But he, he is writing a book. Yes, he is. I assume you'll be mentioned in it. Uh... Well, he's threatening on a couple of uh, I hope different I'll be subjects. In it. What do you know about hockey? As, when did you become an expert? As why well, I used to host the show with you and Dougie. That's right. Yeah. He has probably, fond memories of Probably me. three chapters just about that, I would guess. You know lots what? Of, I'll do the audio book for him because Doug can't do an audio book. Can no, you imagine him true. reading the audio book? And it. then I did this back then. <laughs> I hate this guy. <laughs> the end. You know the subject of the book, though? What is the subject One of the One of his strengths. Not... Drafting. <laughs> For a true story. Don't do not. It's a, it's you a, can't pull not, that off. One of his strikes, not. not the not, cadence is not right. 1994 called and wants its gimmick back, but I like that. That's good. Not, so, actually, not to uh, name drop, but I uh, had a nice visit at uh, the coffee uh, stand today in Nationwide Arena with Rick Nash. And I told Rick, yeah, Doug McLean is writing a book. And he kind of looked at me uh, Really? Seriously? I said, yeah. And I said, guess what the topic is? Is it going to be be called, I'm sorry for drafting Gilbert Brule? Well, I actually mentioned that uh, today to Rick, and he said, you didn't really say that to him. I said, absolutely. I said, you've got to go. If you're going to write a book about the draft, and you're going to criticize other general managers and scouts, you need you to talk it. about your... Yeah, and he is. Well, yeah. right. I mean, that would be like, if he could have, Custer writing a book called Terrible Last Stands. Like, that would not... you got to mention but yourself. criticizing other people. Right. you got to yeah. talk about yours hey. first, and then you go on to the other ones. That's nobody, fine. Nobody criticizes others more than Doug McClain. Let me assure <laughs> well, and that's the secret to Doug. That's why a lot of people had a problem with him. 
But here's what I realized, and this is what you know as well, because you've been a friend with him for a long time. If you Too give, long. If you give it back to Doug, he respects you for oh, it. Oh, absolutely. If you're meek and timid, he'll just go at you all day, and he won't respect you for it. But the second you start to give it back, then he says, all right, I have someone to spar with me here. I like this guy. Right. That's when our relationship turned. That would Yours make a lot of sense. Huh? No, you. No, no me him and Doug. Him and Doug. Oh, I'm not talking about you. What about our relationship? I wish you'd stop talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I thought maybe in this segment where you've you've come in here to talk, could we get into perhaps the most interesting offseason this franchise has ever had? No question. By the way, today I spent the better part of the day at the arena. Uh, the kids have left rookie camp uh, up in Traverse City. We've got some pretty big beef that uh, is going to join this organization. Juracek, our uh, first-round draft pick, big boy. Uh, going to be interesting to see him, not only at the rookie camp, not that I'm going, but uh, I'll certainly get reports, but uh, during training camp, the actual training camp and the preseason games, because we're going to get a good look at this kid. But uh, if he is as advertised, good addition. But does he make the transition as an 18-year-old coming from Europe to uh, join the hockey team as an 18-year-old. Now, I, I talked to, here I go again, uh, I talked to Brad Larson. In fact, it was a lengthy interview, and I said, you did all you could to keep Sillinger off the team, and he wouldn't let you. Uh, now, this kid is going to try to do the same thing a year later. But as far as the main camp is concerned, the guys were skating this morning at 11 o'clock. Goodrow has yet to show. I understand he's coming in Friday. Uh, he's purchased a home here, and... Uh, I can't wait to see him in a blue jacket uniform, even a practice uh, jersey. But the guy that really impressed me today, Patrick Line. And I'm predicting right now, mark it down. Mark this down right now. All right, let's go. Line is going to have a career year. Is that he, breaking news? I mean, well, well but I, he just right, signed I a big it, deal. He's playing with Johnny he, Hockey now. He, he should have never, a career maybe year. Maybe not. Maybe not. You might not see those two together. I mean, oh, as we sit here, is this breaking news? No, it's not breaking news. But Brad Larson wants to see the fit on the ice. I, I think they'll excel together, but uh, they're going to have to prove it during the preseason and and obviously the early part of the season. But what I am saying is, Liney is so excited, and uh, he said he's never worked harder in the off season. He is in terrific shape. Boquist looks like he's put on some upper body weight, and the Jackets need that from their young defenseman. Did not see uh, Andrew Peak. When the season ended, this young man who was not even supposed to be on the team ended up on the top pairing. He and uh, Blankenberg, the late acquisition, and uh, signed as a free agent there coming out of Michigan. But I'm really excited. I really believe the Blue Jackets, if they remain healthy, get the goaltending. We talked about this last night, the goaltending and, and the young blue line develop and, and show some improvement over last year that this season will exceed everybody's expectations because nationally and right across uh, the so-called uh, uh, spectrum of hockey, the Blue Jackets are expected to be on the outside looking in. Again. Uh, but you're not buying that. I'm not buying that for a I'm minute. I'm not buying Stanley that. Cup. Did we not exceed expectations last year? Oh, speaking of the Stanley Cup, my son sent to me, while we were having dinner last night, sent me uh, something out of the Hockey News Fantasy book. And they asked their writers to name a team that will win the Stanley Cup this spring that has yet to win a Stanley Cup. One writer wrote 
Columbus Blue Jackets. Do we know who that writer was? Writer is that? Do you want to name drop the writer? No, I'm not going to name drop the writer because I never saw the name. My son just took out the <laughs> my son just took out the portion where it said Blue Jackets win the Stanley Cup, which hey, was good enough I like for me. That. I'll take that, which was good enough All right, for we're me. We're out of time. You got to go. I'm just getting started. What are you talking? We got another segment we have to do next. We have news and notes we have you to do. You want to talk college sports? We're I've got all next. the news and notes. Yeah, I've been watching the Buckeyes. Watch them from right. a distance in all their first game against Notre Dame. The news How and about notes. Notre Dame losing. How about it? Jesus. Last weekend. That's good. Wow. All that is, the news and notes you need with on campus, probably, maybe. Coming up next, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. All right, watch out for an accident on I-70 westbound at the 71 East Split. Traffic is slow in that area and continues to build. And you're going to find some backups on I-70 eastbound between Mount Street and Route 315. That's going to be a five-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Taco Bell's nachos are loaded with melty cheese and nacho cheese sauce, plus crunchy fiesta strips, seasoned beans, tomatoes, and sour cream on top. Or try and spicy with jalapenos and a creamy chipotle sauce. Get them today at a participating Taco Bell location near you. Only an array with fan traffic. You wanted the best. Instead, you got these two. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Wednesday. Jeff Rimmer has hijacked the show, as he is known to do. We do have on campus. Are you going to allow us to do this segment? Go right ahead, gentlemen. I mean, I'm looking forward to hearing your input as I read some of these college football stories. What a kiss-ass you are right now. Well, I I value Rimmer's opinion. Always love Mm -hmm. (laughs) T-Bone. How about Marshall, huh? I think Jared Smalley was happy with that win. Oh, I bet he was. What, I would are, we be. Ta- what are we talking about? Jared Smalley's a anchor for NBC, and he went to Marshall. Oh, okay, that's right. That's what, so, he was, Do you know where we are? You are in the 10TV building. <laughs> I mean, we can't acknowledge that they exist because we only watch 10TV here, but I do know who Jared Smalley is. I'm an equal opportunity person. I, I know you do are. Do you know where Clay Hall went to school, by the way? Do you have any idea? No, I don't. Well, that's that's a shame. Do you know where he went? I'm not going to tell you. Why not? Because I know him better than you do, apparently. No, I know Clay. I, I know. Clay. I think I know him a lot better I, than you You know do. what? I got a lesson last night at dinner. What's that? On Canadian colleges and you universities. Did? Oh. Because Rimmer's like, have you ever heard of McGill College? University. McGill I, University. I'm sorry. <laughs> McGill University. <laughs> World-renowned. Yeah, I've heard of McGill. Medical school. Right. That's right. Yeah, I've yeah. heard of their medical school. What's another one? What's another big-time well, Canadian college? Uh, University of Alberta. Yeah. I, li- I lived on campus there when I was working in my early years they in call television. That bi- they call it Big Al? In fact, you go to Big Al My State? wife reminded me of something, mm. not to be a name dropper. You can name drop I your married, wife. That's okay. <laughs> I married a girl from Los Angeles many, many years ago. And I took her from L.A. to Edmonton, where it's 40 below, January, February, and March. Mm. And uh, one night, we did go out. She she didn't really want to leave the apartment because of just how cold it was. And she just couldn't get enough of you, too. It's well, like, come I back, mean, come on, come back to bed, Jeffrey. <laughs> Seriously, though. <I> mean, <laughs> we, we've had a... Uh, the queen. Yes. Passed away yeah, here last yes. week. How yes. are, now, how we'll are we on the queen? Next yes, week. she did. We well, just, uh, she reminded me... We saw the Queen in Edmonton. She was visiting on that cold Canada night? on that cold night. Wow. She, she was out when it was 40 below? The Queen was out? Well, she was up in Canada for a visit, a royal visit, I might add. Well, yeah, because that was... And there a, she was, right behind us. You guys were? What do, you, what do you mean, right behind you? What does that mean? 
How well, did how did you miss the queen? By the way, like was it just she was? You were both like she in, just line in line by McDonald's at behind the, at you. The like, what what are we talking about? Good reference. There you go. Yours is better. No, we were driving for dinner. Could you make this story longer? Too, by the way, <laughs> I just want to make an emphasis. I mean, you are. Re- it's like you're just you're easing into a warm bath right <laughs> no, now. No, uh, we were traveling just ahead of uh, the royal party and there was the queen behind us and she kind of reached over and said look there she is i mean we couldn't have been any closer oh, your wife reached over I thought yeah the, you right. said the queen, no, the queen reached over i thought for a no, second the queen didn't reach over by the way do you have any of that nfl films music because i feel like this would make rimmer's story <laughs> even better where it would be real epic where he's slowly building anyway, going, let's, oh, get, let's, let's go back, back to the, back Tell to the rest the, of the story we've got on the, campus to oh, do I'm sorry yeah, well, back we, to the original question with regards to other canadian colleges simon fraser university played for the buckeyes big time yeah named after big time college former buckeye defensive lineman simon fraser yeah Mm -hmm. good for him he's a surgeon now isn't he yeah that's why they named a school after him yeah very accomplished common man in t-bones on campus, the latest college sports news and notes. Sponsored by Disc Seal, a non-surgical procedure for disc bulges and herniations. Visit discseal.com. Remember, you got a little herniation you need to work on? No, I'm fine. No, you're all right. Do you have okay. any bulges that you need to work Bulging on? Bulging discs? Right? No. Okay, good. Uh, the Make SEC. Sure you, be oh, careful sorry. with that discussion. There. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. The SEC has directed Georgia and Tennessee to postpone their college football series they were about to schedule. They had initially planned to do this in 2024 with a return game. Oklahoma's going to go to Tennessee, and then Tennessee would go to Oklahoma in 2031, Mike. Not not one year after. 2031? 2024, 2031. But the problem with that is Oklahoma's joining the SEC, so... They've been told, these two schools, hey, you know, you're going to be in the same conference. No need to schedule a non-conference home and home. Just get that off your schedule and plan on other things because there's a chance you'll play each other anyway those years, given the SEC schedule could work out. Now, what's interesting about that is the Oklahoma joining of the SEC is not supposed to happen until 2025, and it's assumed that will still be the case, but... The game that they don't want Oklahoma and Tennessee to play is in 2024. So that's leading some people to say, hold on a second. Could there be a more imminent announcement that maybe it will be sooner than that? We'll find out. But also Texas, they were also scheduled to play an SEC opponent. And they were told to just don't even bother because don't even bother trying to reschedule this game that they missed, apparently, because that's all going to get played anyway, because you're going to be in that conference. Speaking of Texas, now you've got Steve Sarkeesian invoking the words of his former head coach that he worked for, Nick Saban, saying that the Texas Longhorns need to avoid the, quote, rat poison of sudden praise. You know, sudden. they lost the Texas, damn game. The Texas Longhorns who lost their game to Alabama, but you only lost by your a game point. and your quarterback. Yes. And so now that's that's the level that Steve Sarkeesian has brought Texas to is like, hey, guys, I know we only lost by a point to Alabama. That was a loss, but we got to be careful not to get big heads over our loss. That, again, counts as a loss in the loss column. That we don't want to get too overconfident about. Yeah, good call, Sark. Like, good that you played Alabama tough, but you did lose that game, and it's going to be a little tough going until you get Quinn Ewers back. We tend to think, at least judging by what we saw out of your backup quarterback. 
Meanwhile, Mickey Joseph, who is the new Nebraska interim head football coach. My guy. Uh, Mickey, who is also the first black head coach in Nebraska sports history at the university. No sport has had a black head coach until Mickey Joseph. He says, though, quote, I want to accept, I want to keep this job. He said, I think you, when you accept the job as interim head coach, that's the opportunity you're working for to become the head coach. Uh, but we understand what goes along with this profession. It's wins and losses, and that's what it's going to depend on. Tell you what, if he gets like five or six wins out of this team, there might be an actual strong case for him to go ahead and take that job permanently. All right, I just want to know, are you, are you sticking around? Are you leaving? Like, what are we doing? I'm here for the duration. Oh, great. I'm, I'm actually, though, leaving. I'm glad can you I, asked. Can I, I leave? I'm going to be heading out because I do have a couple other appointments to get to. So, When are you, you leaving? N- now. No, you, you can't you got leave. the last hour. You're you're not, no, you're not allowed to leave. You two are here. I'm Dad's leaving here. as well. Yeah, so. You're not great. allowed to leave yeah. either. Paul's not even there. Paul just walked out the door. He just left right now. Paul just walked out the door and said, I'm leaving too. We're if all leaving. If you've Paul's missed here. anything... <laughs> If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown. Coming up, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Gang's all here. Watch out for an accident on I-70 westbound at the 71 East split. Traffic is slow in this area as they try to get things cleaned up. You're also going to find some delays on I-70 eastbound between Mount Street and Route 315. Traffic is slow there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help the customer stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I gotta get that ice cream truck. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. One is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. Yeah, there's three of us in here because Jeff Rimmer has hijacked the show today. When are we going to change the intro? Where's Rimmer's name? (laughs) Wild Card Wednesday. You know what Wild Card Wednesday is, Rims? No, I don't. Where the listeners, you know, suggest stupid questions and topics. Yeah. And we intentionally derail the program yeah as opposed to unintentionally derailing it which we still do every day Rimmer, you can be a part of this one because uh our buddy chip dip said my guys without looking it up what is a coconut is it a nut like the name suggests is it a fruit is it a seed or because it has meat and milk is it livestock it's not livestock i'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna go with a beef i'm gonna go with a fruit Coconut fruit. I think it's a fruit as well. Rimmer? Can't some fruit also be nuts? I don't know. I think it can. It's got to be one or the other. Yeah, we're agreeing it's not. It's it's definitely a, it's a fruit of, it's the fruit of that tree. What's the tree? Coconut tree. I'm going to look it up now. Find out what it is. What's the answer, Rims? You're the one who should know this. You, you. Got more schooling than any of us ever did. All right. What about palm trees? What about them? They have some, well, I shouldn't say all palm trees, but there are some palm trees. Specifically, don't ask me the name of it, but they have coconuts or something I don't falling. Th- are from they them? coconuts? Or are they just, I always called those palm tree nut sacks. No, no, no. Is that what they look like? I'm looking right here. It says Manila Dwarf Coconut Palm. So there you go. A, so you, it would be a coconut palm, I And guess. I've got some of those in my backyard. Nutsacks? No. Coconut palms. Oh, really? So you have experience with coconuts. Do you like coconut or are you an anti-coconut no, person? No, but uh, some of the people that uh, come around and 
uh, Hadley Landscaping. Man, will, look, look at you the way that you just said that. You've got you know, all the people that handle landscaping. For no, it's not it's my grounds. <laughs> must, be, must be nice. I can't be bothered. You the know, estate. I don't know their names. Yeah, it's the estate. The estate, right. Yeah. Rimmer Estate, of course. Uh, by the way, the Library of Congress has weighed in on this, and it says to the question, is a coconut a fruit, nut, or seed? Answer. Botanically speaking, a coconut is a fibrous, one-seeded droop. What? Also uh. known as a dry droop. So well, if what is it then? So if your palm nut is droop, then it is technically a fruit. <laughs> However, when using loose definitions, the coconut can be all three, a fruit, a nut, right, and a annoying. seed. Whatever. It's a it's a fruit. That's what it is. So we now we know. Thank you for that one, uh, Chip. Yep. All right, I'm going to play the rundown open because it's sponsored. Just play it, but we're not going to do it. Common Man and T-Bones, the rundown. The rundown. Sponsored by Mobile Center, part of the 5G T-Mobile Network. Quite frankly, nothing's really interesting enough to be recapped here, and we have another story that I want to do here, only because I know it will make Rimmer extremely uncomfortable. Sure. Rimmer, are you a big fan of I chess? I think I'm leaving. i got to talk no, no, to no, chess. No, no, you can't leave. This is a chess back. Rimmer, this is a story about chess. Are you a chess player, you like, Have you ever played chess rims? No. Do you, do you no? Know, never in your whole life? Never. Did you ever want to learn, or did you just not even have the desire? Because I've wanted to learn, I just don't know how to play. Yeah, I'm probably in that uh, okay. in that boat. Right. What, what if you could play chess, and at the same time you're playing chess... You can feel a pleasurable vibration yes. in your ace. Rumors <laughs> left the studio. All right. So uh, this is this is from an online chess tournament where, I mean, world champions were playing in this tournament. One of them is Magnus Carlsen. He withdrew from a major tournament that had a $350,000 prize after he was unexpectedly defeated by an underdog named Hans Niemann. Now, this underdog... Has been known to cheat, right? Known cheater. Yeah. He's been thrown out of tournaments before. And so, Carlson, after losing to Neiman, I guess he's not out of the tournament, but he couldn't win the main prize. He withdrew from the tournament and then said in a cryptic tweet that he withdrew, but then said, I, I prefer not to speak. If I speak, I'm in big trouble. This is a quote that Jose Mourinho, a soccer manager, once famously gave. And he basically was saying, I'm not going to say anything about why I withdrew, but... Uh, Something was going on, and I'm not going to comment on it, and that's that. Well, then people started saying that some of Neiman's play, the guy that beat Carlson, the guy who withdraw, Hans Neiman's play was a little bit suspicious. And some were saying perhaps he was cheating. Mm -hmm. That led some uh, people on the chess Reddit boards to suggest how could he possibly be cheating because everyone's been, you know, eagle eye on this guy because they don't want to let him get away with anything they're monitoring everything he's doing someone suggested perhaps he had some type of bead that is not the type you get in new orleans mike that you wear like a, a beaded necklace it's not that it's another type of bead yeah that is used by adults in you know all cases but anyway those beads the thought was that perhaps he had one of those somewhere on him you put the these beads we we know where we got south it. of the equator. south of the equator yes the same and place that Richard Gere likes so, his gerbils <laughs> allegedly I'm not saying allegedly for this chess thing this chess story has to be honest what's the matter Rimmer are you are we making Rimmer, you uncomfortable Rimmer is ten, I'm sorry you're you know, the furthest I've ever seen you away from a microphone he in my broke life. into the sausage factory and now he gets all squeamish when we're making sausage in front of him it's, that's right 
Either way, uh, the chess champion, or the chess cheater, rather, Hans Niemann, uh, it is alleged that he may have had a device that then would have signaled him when a move needed to be made based on artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. That AI would somehow, and Allen Iverson, he also was signaling with the beads. Anyway, there was a signal being sent out that would allow him to know if he's making a good move or a bad move. Did they so, crack this code? Because every single time he made a move in the game, he went, oh. <laughs> that, that we are, we Is there something up with this guy? We cannot determine what that was. Oh. Yeah. So, and then he started, they said he started making very bad moves and just <laughs> saying he was a naughty boy out of nowhere. And they're not sure <laughs> why that occurred. Anyway, anyway, this yeah. story has gained legs to the point that uh, Elon Musk, of all oh, people, God. weighed in thank on it. Thank God. He, uh, he retweeted it and then deleted it after apparently it looked like maybe this is not the most thorough reporting we've ever seen. In either case, uh, Hans Niemann has declined to give an answer or to answer any questions about his alleged cheating. But you know what? Since he won't talk about it, no one else is going to talk about it. I know nothing about chess. I'm going to say this story is 100% real. What do you think about that, Trestle? Twitters and twatters. Exactly. That's right. How you doing? Doing good, Mike. All right. Thank you. Does Jerry Jones have any thoughts on this? Uh, Jerry Jones does. Rimmer's friend. Let's hear what Jerry Jones has to say. I want me some glory, ho. Thank you. Have you run into Jerry Jones at all this offseason? No, I have not. I have not. Can we talk about the Blue Jackets and get away from no, these? No, let me tell you something. Rundown. If this is, you this is a different have come in here to be a part of the show, this is the show. <laughs> and we're not changing. <laughs> All right? <laughs> what do you have to say? What's your response to that story? I have no response. Would you play chess if someone would help you? Not in this way, but if someone would just help you cheat. Because I would be more up to ch- to play chess if someone would let me cheat at the game. No, I'm a good sport. You're good. You wouldn't cheat. No, I That's wouldn't good. cheat. Well, I'm glad you wouldn't cheat. Right. Uh, I have more. I have more. Uh, more wild card Wednesdays, if you'd like. Oh yes, Mike. please give me some wild card Wednesdays. Uh, Mitch, Mitch says, "My guys, what are your top three and worst three things about aging?" I mean, the um, worst. The worst three seem pretty obvious, right? That like stuff doesn't work as well as it used to. Everything is like more difficult, and pe- eventually, people that you know die. Well, so th- those are all bad. He's older than us. I mean, he's got his own coffin in the house, just ready to <laughs> jump into it, like the Undertaker, <laughs> just sitting there, hopping into it, and then maybe getting today back will up. be the day. You look at it every single day. It's in your front room. Maybe today. Nope. No, I've got a new apartment. There's no room for it. Oh, I see. Uh, Droopy Sack probably. Oh, that's oh, one for you. That's a yeah, negative. One of the. That's a negative. Boy, am I glad I came today. <laughs> This is the day you're here. We're just doing the show. Uh, what else? You know, when I was a, when I was a kid, my mother tells stories about how she could not wake me up because I slept so hard. Okay, phones would ring and sirens would be going on outside. Nothing would wake me up. Now, in my older age, if a mosquito lands on the window two doors down from my house, it wakes me up interesting everything wakes me up yeah is that you think because you got older that's why that's happening. Well, i don't know who knows remember you're older than both of us do you sleep well or do you sleep lightly i sleep lightly huh well that, and I'm, I'm up I'm, early i'm the youngest one in here so i guess that's what i've got look to look forward to is i'll just be sleeping like and waking up every five minutes not every every five minutes every couple three hours well you have to get up to pee every well five minutes right some of that's some of it but not every five minutes 
I got to do that too. So I don't know what that hey, means. Hey, man, it's what? good that you get up to pee because your future is just <laughs> staying in the bed and getting the plastic sheets. Well, we've talked. We've talked all about. Oh the, my god! We've talked all about the bad. Is there any good for aging? I mean, wisdom. Yeah, I mean, not not caring about what people think of you so that's much right. anymore. Yeah, I, mean, I don't really good. care. I, you know, fart right in front of my wife and. She doesn't care, and I don't care. We couldn't That's do good. that when we were 25 years old. That's good. What um, Rimmer just g- goes right in his pants. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> right. Is there anything else that we're missing on the good of aging? Because I feel like wisdom is good. I feel like I know you a lot more, more now than in I your did. bank account, oh, presumably, right? right? Yeah. yeah, money. You did. Yeah. You Remember all, all Rimmer's kids are out of the house and have to worry about them? Well, see, I was going to say, like, I feel, and Rimmer, I think you would be on this. You have more friends, you have more people you've connected to, people over your life that you've probably gained lifelong friendships, but to Mike, that would be a negative. I view that as a positive. I think that enriches oh, big you time as a positive. Yeah. But and Mike as time goes as on, meet more people, You say you have, more, you have more friends now than you did 30 years ago? Easily. Yeah? Easily. What, about, what about close friends? Uh... Yeah, I'd say more. Close okay, friends. Yeah. yeah, I think you take it more seriously. Uh, like I definitely take friendships differently now than I did when I was in high school or something. Because in high school, I thought like, ah, we'll be doing this forever. And then now I realize, no, nah, no, you won't. You never know. So now I try to take it a little more seriously. Always up for meeting more people. Unlike Mike, that sounds like your adult friend finder <laughs> headline post. <laughs> it's not always Remember? up for meeting more people. <laughs> Super up, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Remember, you don't have to be lonely at OnlyFarmers.com. That's mm-hmm. what I'm told. That's what they tell me. Uh, are you sticking around for the next segment, or are you leaving? No, I'm here. I mean, we can't scare well, you away, can we? That no, you tried. He's not leaving. Yeah, what you are we going to do? Coming <laughs> up next. I'm trying to get rid of this guy. Stay Nothing tuned. gets rid of him. See if we can shake him. Coming like up next. Penny. Can't get away. All right. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. An accident to watch out for. You'll find a crash in I-70 westbound at the 71 East Split. This is causing some delays in that area. Please use caution. And more delays expected on westbound 670 between Grandview Avenue and I-70. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto. Safe Auto Insurance offers low-down payments and flexible payment options to help the customer stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Listen to this show or go to hell. This is Man and Bone. Happy Wednesday. It is Wild Card Wednesday. Jeff Rimmer has hijacked the show. He will not leave. We're trying to get rid of him with embarrassing stories. Nothing will get rid of Jeff Rimmer. Aren't you guys glad that I've decided to stay for the entire show? Mm -hmm. Remaining. Of course we are. Yeah, we're glad to have you in here. Uh, the Jets say they're going to start Joe Flacco against the Browns on Sunday. Jets fans were chanting for Mike White during their <laughs> loss to the Ravens. They were. I mean, Joe Flacco, by the way, threw 59 times in that game. That's good. Mm. Get all of his bad passes out in one game. Now I'm sure next game he'll be great, Mike. He'll pro- you know what? In fact, Jets are going to beat the Browns on the shoulders of Joe Flacco. Take it to the bank? No, I'm trying to. I'm I'm hoping to jinx them, but we'll see if it works. But... Yeah, Browns starting two and zero. That'd be big. That'd be a big deal. I don't care who you play. Browns have played a lot of crap and not started two and zero since nineteen ninety three. So that would be a big deal for them. Have Tom Brady and his wife work things out? I mean, is she back? It doesn't seem like they have. Um, 
Seems like there's some strain in that marriage. I did see that Tom Brady did not practice today. And on their official list, it said non-football related. Uh-oh. You know, yeah. so I, I don't know if that's just, hey, I'm 45 and it's Wednesday and I don't want to practice today. Well, she's now admitted that she's not happy about him coming out of retirement for five minutes. Well, would you be? She's worried about his health. Well, she wants him his to be there as their kids grow. She she wants a present husband and father, and I understand that completely. It would be one thing if you know Tom Brady was like Dan Marino late in his career, and it's like, oh, I've I've been the greatest quarterback, but that that Super Bowl win has eluded me. I gotta stay. He's I, got seven. I gotta right. stay, and I gotta see if I can win something. If I don't, I'll regret it for the rest of my life. I I can still play, and I need to try. But you're right. He's won seven Super Bowls. He is the greatest of all time. He has nothing left to prove, and his wife probably says, "Your kids are growing up all around you. You're missing all of this, and for what?" What are you chasing at this point? I've been very supportive your entire career. You dealing with injuries and concussions and not being there for family vacations. But now you're, you're, you're older, you're rich, you should have all the time in the world, and you continue to neglect us. And he continues to throw the football effectively. Yeah, he does. But I also wonder, I mean, he's talked about how he doesn't feel great after these games. It's odd to think that the average, you know, like if your family took a vacation to Hilton Head or, you know, somewhere this summer, Destin, you got away for a little bit, like Giselle and Tom Brady are jealous of you. You know what I mean? You wouldn't think that people of that wealth, people of that accomplishment, people, two beautiful people like that, who have everything they could possibly want in the world would say, Man, I wish we had that life. Yeah, but, but they, they probably don't have the simple things that that we have. That's what like I'm you, saying. Like they don't Tom have the ability to just go and do that. You 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 go home with your wife every single night and you know spoon on the couch or whatever the hell you do. That's exactly. Well, we spoon other places, yeah. but sure. Well, whatever. They're probably not doing that. Yeah, I guess not. Well, I, yeah. What I, I don't even know. Do they have to arrange to like see each other? Because I'm sure she's very busy too, right? I mean, I don't I don't know how it works. As someone. Uh, stated before the game on the weekend that once he gets on that football field, though, despite it's obviously bothering him, she leaving, and I guess she's returned here in the last couple of days, but she's also made her points very, very clear. But he, once he steps onto that football field, it's all football, and he's totally focused. And he showed that again, despite only throwing one touchdown pass. Let me ask you this, because you... uh you spent a lot of time around very successful people. Right. Right? As a baseball announcer, a hockey announcer. Did you do football? Briefly. Okay. Who was... Uh, you don't have to name names. Did you ever have a situation where you looked at the player and said, this guy's life is such a mess. Personally, off the field, off the court. What a mess. But they continued to show up every single day and produce. And you didn't know how they did it. I'll give you the name. Okay. And you know him. And to his credit, he's able to put his life back together. In fact, he just won a Stanley Cup. Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson. Yeah. Look at his family. They literally took every dollar that he had and put him in deep, deep debt. But while the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Jackets stepped up, worked with him. He continues to play effectively. He played 
every game in the Stanley Cup final yeah, yeah. for Colorado. And now he's signed again in Chicago. He'll play for the Blackhawks this year. Just a terrific person. And give him a lot of credit. Throw the bouquets his way because he's turned his life around. I, I still remember when that story broke, just thinking, I mean, that's frustrating on any level to lose a large amount of money you've worked hard for. You've worked your entire life to get to it. But then, I, like, there's a comedian, uh, Dane Cook, I believe, had the same thing happen where his brother was his manager. And one day he had, you know, he had some calls that were like, hey, this this didn't get paid or that didn't get paid and we can't get a hold of it. And he goes to check with his brother and his brother's like, oh, I'll look into it. And they never heard from his brother again. Brother took everything that he had and had been hiding it for years from him. I can't imagine when a family member stabs you in the back like that, how you'd, well, how you'd even bother for, to go on. Right, for that to happen. And then in the case of Jack Johnson, especially... Than for everybody to know it, right? Well, that's what I mean. And right. everybody knows it, and they say, well, how stupid are you? You didn't know what your parents were doing to you? Well, and, and I also get it from this standpoint, Rims, not knowing him, just, just guessing. Just a terrific person. Well, but I'm just guessing, like a lot of guys, everyone tells you the entire time when you're an elite athlete, hey, if you just dedicate, put your head down and grind and work and get to the rink at 4 a.m. and you do all the stuff you're supposed to do, and a lot of times it's your parents who are taking you to all that stuff, and you think, all right, well, I'll just be really good at this sport. And then sometimes those players that are like that, they aren't necessarily as well-rounded in all other aspects of life because they haven't had to be. Because while other people are going to college and getting a second or third job or, you know, they're they're learning about some of that stuff, the life stuff, guys are playing at an elite level at a pro sport with a million cameras on them and a bunch of eyeballs watching them. And then all of a sudden you find out, the people you were trusting to take care of the other stuff completely screwed you. I'll I give you imagine. another name, a name that I mention often on name dropping, Bobby Orr. Bobby Orr had an agent by the name of Alan Eagleson. Alan Eagleson eventually went to jail, but uh, Bobby trusted him with his finances, and Bobby was left with next to nothing. In fact, even a step further, Bobby left late in his career, and you'll remember this, Mike. Left uh, Boston and signed as a with, free with agent the Blackhawks. with the Blackhawks. Yeah, he was offered by ownership of the Bruins and was never told by Alan Eagleson that they wanted him to remain, and they were offering him part ownership of the team. And but he was never told that. He was never told oh. that. He found out later. Oh, he. Uh, I'll tell you. I give him a lot of credit. He built his life back up. I mean, he was just an outstanding player, became an agent, looked after other people that uh, had issues, still does. I talked to him the other day. He just had about his 25th surgery. He could barely stand up. Uh, I mean, the guy just sacrificed his whole body to play hockey. And unfortunately, people don't realize he had to retire at the age of 29 because his knees just were shot totally. But here's another guy that resurrected his life after pretty well losing everything. Uh, Steph Curry is headed for LeBron land. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident on I-71 northbound at 670. It is blocking the center lane. Please be careful as cars swerve to avoid this. Traffic is stop and go and still continues to build. Please use extra caution here in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by RumpkeCareers.com. Rumpke is hiring CDL drivers. Earn $1,400 to $1,700 per week with a $5,000 sign-on bonus. Paid CDL training available. Apply at RumpkeCareers.com or stop by the career fair at Rumpke on Fields Avenue every Wednesday from 11 to 3. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. These two probably should have stayed in their basements. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Jeff Rimmer has uh, hijacked the show today. It is Wild Card Wednesday. Uh, I have got a few to read to you guys. And I don't know, Rims, if you know the answer to this one. But uh, Snagglepuss has tweeted us and said, uh, My guys... Said, I apologize for not listening right now, walking my dog. If you read this, would you also reply with the answer so I can know? But are we changing clocks back this year, or is daylight saving sent to the sitgo? Good reference. No, they haven't. Uh, no, they proposed it, but it's nothing not officially else, happening. Nothing yet. else has been done. So now, will this be done nationally, or will it, each state make its own decision? Who the hell knows? They don't know. Well, I know Florida would like to remain. Constant entire year. Now, Arizona's that way. So I would think it's statewide. So it's up to the states if they want to Why do Why don't it. we, you know what? Everybody always talks about, like, I want to break away. We want to do this. Texas talks about wanting to secede. How about, like, Ohio just says, we're doing two hours. Screw your one-hour thing. We're going two hours ahead, and we're staying there. We're just going to have wildly different clocks than everybody else. Two hours ahead. Yeah, I'm saying just go all the way. Say, we're you know what? Pay attention to Ohio for a little bit. This is what we're doing. Yeah, you have start times all of a sudden where it's like, that's a 9 p.m. start Ohio time, 7 p.m. everywhere else. Like, we just go two hours ahead, say the hell with it. I don't know what that does for the crops. I don't know what it does with the farmers. I don't know what it does for anything. But let's just put ourselves on the map that Ohio's well, going do different. anything for the crops because we're not changing the trajectory of the earth. Exactly. We're still getting the same amount of daylight or right. sunlight. Well, but the farmers might have, a, I don't know, tougher time. That's what I'm always told. I, I, I they did it for agriculture. By the way, that means. you know that the, uh, not to get off topic, but no, hashtag wildcard Wednesday. Um, the Gregorian calendar, it was on this date, I don't know, hundreds of years ago that we switched over to that calendar. Are you aware of the change that occurred when they did no, that? No, They, at some point, the, the, the Julian calendar, I believe is what we were on previously named after, you know, Julius Caesar, I believe Romans. Anyway, that calendar was off by like 0.25 days per year. So over time, we ended up being about 10 days off from what the actual rotation of the Earth is. And in like the 1600s, 1700s, they That's figured out. That's why we have the leap year, right? Yeah. Well, they figured it out and said, oh, we screwed up. The, the length of the year should actually be this. And so we are 10 days off. So they just had a year where they said, new calendar. And by the way, October 1st, hell with that, it's October 11th. Was your birthday in between? Oh, they first, sk- they, sk- they you missed it. We just jumped ahead and said we got to catch up. I did not because of the that. stupid calendar. Yeah, apparently that happened though. Remember, it was-, it was in high school back then. Do you remember that? <laughs> remember it well. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's see what else do we have here. Oh, Casey says this is it's a wild card Wednesday for you, Rims. I may have upset Stinger on social media. Can you guys or Rimmer tell me the best way to repent? You got any thoughts? You know Stinger? You ever talked to him? I know Stinger. Yeah. 
How do we know Same. that Stinger's a boy, by the way? I don't know that. Have you ever You're seen right. I just Stinger's member? I've only seen I've only seen Stinger's Stinger, to be honest with you, so that's all I know. Why are you looking at me? I don't you know. You work there. You work with it's the one guy. One of your co-workers. Person. Well, let me just say, Stinger is quite the person. And for the gentleman that, uh, I assume it's a gentleman. Okay. Uh, his best way to perhaps get back into uh, Stinger's good graces, drop him a line. Drop him a line. Stinger also loves booze. Yeah. So loves booze. Drop him a line and uh, a, a bottle of Jack. wine. Sure. Uh, Dana says, what was your most embarrassing strikeout when flirting or asking someone out? It's interesting. I don't have a ton of those because mostly I was not, I didn't ask that many people out. And usually I just kind of got the hint before I ever bothered. Do either of you have one of those? Well, I had that one time at uh, Southern uh, summer camp when I was a kid that I wanted to impress the the girl at the softball game. Yeah. So I went up to bat. She was the catcher. And, oh. I, and I said, well, I'm going to, I'm going to hit this ball so hard and so far. She's going to be so impressed by me that she'll declare her love for me. I was probably 10 years old, something like that. And you struck out. Not only did I miss the pitch completely, mm-hmm. <laughs> I uh, farted loudly because I swung so hard. You overexerted. But then after a while, I realized that I had done more than fart, and I actually crapped my pants mm-hmm. right in front of her. She did not declare her love for me. <laughs> you don't say. I can't say that I've had any similar situations. What about Anna Kornikova's mom? Well, As you told was... me before, <laughs> you almost had her. No. Remember, are you saying you're batting a thousand in the uh, romance game? You've never struck out. Is that what's happening here? Never struck out. All right. Never struck out. Any woman you ever went up to? Met my wife. A week later, we were engaged. Two and a half months later, we were married. Is that real? That's, that, the, that's, that's the timeline? That's the truth. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And... I saw her for the total of three days between the time we got engaged and got married because I was working in Edmonton for the Canadian Network, CBC, doing television sports, and she was in Los Angeles. That probably worked in your favor. Yeah, uh, right. She, didn't, back have, she it, didn't have time to spend look, with you to say, oh my God, what am I doing with this guy? Looking back on it, uh, I don't think you're that far off. Now, because she's in Florida and I'm in Ohio, and we've been married for the length that we have, everybody says that really... You've only been married for half that time because the other half of the year, you guys aren't together. And well, there's, what's there's the, some validity uh, to that. Is it, uh, is it distance or absence makes the heart grow fonder? Something it. like that. Right. You got it. There you go. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Craig has tweeted us, loyal listener to the show. Uh, he says, daylight savings ends this year, yes, but meaning like it goes away, like we're getting rid of it like we are in November or whatever the switchover is. I right? don't we're, think that's accurate. But. No, no, he's saying... We get, we get the, we do the thing this fall, we fall back. That's happening. Yes, that's what so I said. daylight savings, ahead, which is what we're back. in now, that will end in October or yes. November. Yes. It's, yeah, Eastern but, Daylight Time. We yes. go to Standard Time. Yes. yes. But next year, it stays forever. We won't go back, is what he's and, saying. But, we, but what I'm saying is, I don't think that's accurate. Okay. I'm not arguing with Craig. Okay. Craig came to Man and Bone Fest, so well, that, that's I'm, I Craig sit next to you I, every single day. You're like, like wow, did, this guy I met at the thing. 
Did you pay two hundred dollars to go? Him. Did you pay two hundred fifty dollars to go to Man and Bone Fest? No, I charged two hundred dollars well, people did. to go so, to Man and Bone. That's Fest. right. I, so, Craig, I agree with you. All right, talk about money. Uh, Steph Curry. It's reported that he's about to sign a lifetime contract with Under Armour that could be worth over one billion dollars. Wow! This would put him in LeBron territory. LeBron back in 2015 signed a lifetime deal with Nike, reported to be worth more than one billion dollars. And in 2022 money, that's like eight billion dollars. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I will say uh, I have actually I have gone. Uh, and purchased some Under Armour clothing and shoes. I actually own a pair of Steph Curry shoes. You do? Yeah, I have a pair of his basketball shoes. That's what I use when I go and shoot baskets at the Y. That's what I, I have. A, I have a couple pairs of them actually because they're so comfortable. Rimmer has bright red shoes on today. Brand you new. can't you can't see it. Those are nice. Those are very flashy. Are those? Uh, I was going to say, are those Air Pegasus? Or uh, they, no, they're Zooms. Sorry, those are Zooms. They're no. Nikes. They're nice. They're very nice. Look comfy. New model. Ordered them uh, online and uh, very comfortable. I recommend I'll tell you what. Rims is flexible because he just stuck his entire foot up on this desk. I don't think I could do that. Let's try. Do it right now. Here, Rims, I'm going to stick my foot up. Well, all right. Well, Rims, now your foot's up there. Go ahead. I did it. I can do it. Oh, I pulled a quad. All right, I did it. I got it up there. Are you going to be able to get out of the chair tonight at 6 o'clock? Did you pay full price for those? I sure did. That surprises the hell out of me. And I also paid for shipping. (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea. I like to be like, no, damn it. I'm going to walk there and get them. Well, normally now with Amazon and and whatever, you don't pay for shipping. Oh, you chipped in for that too. I see. Oh, yeah. You wanted those. By the way, I just got served a Nike ad. On the Google ad while we were talking about it? I just talked about it two <laughs> seconds ago. They how heard it, you. How? They How's it that us. quick? They're listening. They're listening. They are listening. Us. That's terrifying. Uh, back page coming up, and thankfully it's the last segment of the show, which means Rimmer going to have to go we at some point. We haven't Who talked says? enough about buyer's imports by the airport, which, by the way, will again <laughs> return as a sponsor of one of the highlights of the week. Are you hanging out with Tim on the Buckeye show? You're just going to jump in there too? No, no. I, I, I'm exclusive to you two guys. Oh, okay. Thank you Exclusive. For that. We appreciate that. I'd like to have an open marriage. <laughs> Feel free to mingle with other shows. <laughs> I'll never do that. Uh. Back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. An accident to watch out for. You'll find a crash in I-71 northbound to 4670. Please be careful. Watch out for the ODAT cruise on scene. And an accident in I-70 westbound at the 71 east split should be in the clearing stages pretty soon. This traffic report is sponsored by Gusto. Gusto doesn't build meditation apps or feed the planet. Gusto supports people who do. With happier paydays, health insurance, hiring, you name it. Gusto does payroll benefits and so much more for people who do incredible things. Learn more at Gusto.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Buckeye Show, coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hull. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys, Spoon Man. How you doing? Well, good we've show? Kicked, we've kicked Rimmer out of I have no idea if it's a good show. Because Rimmer has come in and hijacked the show. Well... You tell me. You were <laughs> listening to the show. Five o'clock segment was, was nice. I liked it. Good. You oh, had some, uh, some good. bead talk. We did have oh, some cracky beads, <laughs> vibrating <laughs> beads, right? Vi- we talked cracky. Yeah. We yes, we did talk beads. 
Not the kind you get in New Orleans. Well, maybe no, you do. No, no. I don't know what they have for sale in New Orleans in various shops. I'm quite be, sure you can get yourself some yeah. vibrating I'm sure you can. beads. Well, <laughs> it would be neat. At Mardi Gras, they could have you know the beads that you wear around your neck, and then later at night, like they could... Like you know, I just transform not, into something. Else. I just hope nobody's throwing the other kind of beads at you as you're going down the street in Mardi Gras. I don't think that's what you're looking for. As festive as that atmosphere is, whoa, Freudian slip. I think that would be a little too far. Atmosphere is what I was going for. It's a great there. ride at Kings Island. <laughs> the atm- the atmosphere. It's going to mm. be right next to Orion's Belt. Mm. Mm. Sounds good. What's coming up on the Buckeye Show tonight? Uh, good talk with Tyvis coming up here tonight. We will hit on a lot of different aspects of this Buckeye football team through two weeks and see where we're going. Some help coming back, some guys getting fresh from injuries. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Julian Fleming, we continue to talk about what we're going to see from him. Hopefully this is the point in the football season where he can actually get out there and put something down. So uh, we'll do that. Uh, Dave Holmes will stop by at 633 as well. Buckeye Show, top of the hour. Then it's the 11 Warriors radio hour at 8. I think it's the Browns preview show. I know it is. At 9. And then at 10. The butt bead edition (laughs) of Perverted. Mm-hmm. Okay. With special guest, Tyvis Powell. Special guest, Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. And all they're going to do is talk about playing chess. I like it. Checkmate. Are you a chess player, Timmy? <laughs> well, I mean, I could be. <laughs> so, so no. What do you mean you could no, be? No, he means because you the, played chess? No, he yes. means the way that... Yes. You, I, and I, I heard you say you don't know how to play chess. About, fun fact about me, I don't know how to play checkers. What? I have no idea how to how play checkers. How is that even possible? I have so never no to, played checkers no to chess in as my well? life. No, never played chess. Really? Like, well, you yeah. wouldn't know what the moves are. No. I'd have to explain to you what the You'd moves have to, are. The yes. Pieces. I have. We, when I was a kid, we had one of those. I don't know if. I don't know if they were worth anything or not. My dad had one of those 1776, 1976 bicentennial chess sets where, like, all the chess pieces in an odd twist of fate were all the, like, founding fathers of the country. You know, the country founded on not having kings and yeah. all these other you know knights and things like that that you actually have in chess i like how you said bicentennial like you're talking about the animal too oh the, bicent- the bicentennial. bicentennial that's right yes no a bicentennial how else should you say that i don't know whatever anyway that's what he had and i don't i don't know where that ever went but i remember playing with those little figurines but i never learned how to play the actual game so that's all i know about yeah chess. i mean i'm no i'm no I can't this think. This will of, be good. This will be good. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm no Kavorsky or anything, but. Kavorsky? <laughs> Who's Kavorsky? I don't know. I don't Some think, guy you think is no, good at chess? I was, I was going for the Russian chess guy. Oh, I thought that and was. I the, lost it. I, I thought no that Kavorsky. was. Kavorsky. You know, the guy who I'm kills no, you when you're going to say. I was going to say, they, they, they outlawed that guy. You're not, allowed to, you're not allowed to have a Dr. Kavorsky at the end. You're not allowed to do that. Who's How the dare you? B- little, now I'm thinking of little Billy Elliot. He's the dancing guy. There's That's like some chess. I know. There's some Bobby kid, Fisher? Bobby Fisher. You're no Billy, Bobby Fisher. Billy Fisher. Go ahead, him too. <laughs> Billy Elliot and Bobby Fisher <laughs> Billy together. F- Fisher cookies while uh, we're playing right, chess. Yeah. Back page. The back page. The back page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Well, man, here's an uplifting story for you. At least I think it is. Uh, the founder of outdoor apparel maker Patagonia, his name is Yvonne Chouinard. 
He is an eccentric rock climber who became a billionaire with uh, his company that makes all those hats and jackets. You, you own any Patagonia stuff, Timmy? I don't have a single Patagonia thing. Are you a Patagonia guy, Mike, no. at all? Nothing no. like that? All right. Well, anyway, a <laughs> lot of people. proud to say it. Well, they have. <laughs> they have. Uh, annually, they do about a billion dollars in sales. The company is worth uh, billions of dollars. But Mr. Chouinard, who has founded and owned that company for over 50 years, no longer owns it. In fact, his family has relinquished control of the company. They have given all... Almost all, 98% of the shares to a trust called uh, the Holdfast Collective, which will now be the recipient of all the company's profits going forward. They will use the funds to combat climate change. That's mm. something that he believes strongly in and has said, I would imagine, from the beginning, he did not want to really become a billionaire, but it obviously worked out for him that he did. Anyway, the family will now pay $17.5 million in taxes on the gift. They are also donating the other 2% of the company's voting stock and and traded that into the Patagonia Purpose Trust, which will also establish that those profits go back to the people who work at the company. So it's kind of an interesting story. He could have just passed that along or taken the company public, but instead, this is what he's doing. find that very interesting, so let him live. What's better, Patagonia or North Face? Fight to the death. I don't know. I'm going to say Patagonia just because that was a nice story. But maybe North Face is also awesome. I, I mean, I, I own a lot of North Face. You So yes to North Face. I, I, I don't hell no to Patagonia. I don't have any Pat. It could be fantastic. I just don't happen to own any. Yeah. I don't have any either. Uh, and uh, Well, you know what? I've got a story for you that will knock your socks off, but we're going to have to save it for tomorrow. It involves Lady Gaga, Salma Hayek, and a sex scene oh. that was cut out of the movie House of Gucci. House of Gucci. Because Lady Gaga starred in that. So, (laughs) check back tomorrow. 24 hours from now, we'll pay off on the ultimate tease. There you go. No, we won't. We'll forget. Yep. Buckeye Show's next. We'll see you tomorrow. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Ultimate tease. Watch out for an accident blocking the right lane of Route 315 southbound at Kinnear Road. Traffic is stop and go from Ackerman Road in this area. Plan on some heavy slowdowns and an accident on I-71 northbound to 4670. Still working to get this one clear. Keep an eye out for the ODOT cruise on scene. This traffic report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Taco Bell's nachos are loaded with melty cheese and nacho cheese sauce plus crunchy fiesta strips, seasoned beans, tomatoes, and sour cream on top. Or try them spicy with jalapenos and a creamy chipotle sauce. Get them today at a participating Taco Bell location near you. I'm Leanna Ray with Van traffic. From the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM HD1 Columbus. The fan.